0: hey what's going on everybody welcome back to on point this episode is going to be with the lethal podcast crew it's a collaborative episode and they're doing more of the interviewing matt's kind of the lead interviewer in this one anyways we have their crew and myself on the podcast for kind of a round table discussion about the archery industry where we all came from our platforms things that we need to see improve or get better within the community of hunting and just kind of a broad topic and and, in discussion about the archery industry and and the hunting industry in general but uh, outside of that really enjoyed these guys uh the lethal podcast is a very unbiased they don't pull punches they're not afraid to tell you what products work definitely not afraid to tell you what products don't and then really help you uh decide what is your best setup arrow selection and stuff like that so uh really enjoyed this podcast these guys are awesome and uh, if you want to go check them out there'll be a link in the uh, description box below or you can just type in lethal podcast and they'll pull up on most platforms where podcasts are available. Uh, uh, still available for the listeners here is the OnPoint10 code for Jimmy Tarps. That is O N P O I N T 10 OnPoint10, all one word. You can go on to jimmytarps.com, get your 10% off your order, and save some money, and also support an awesome company with a great product. So if you're looking for backcountry shelters, bivy sacks um, meat meat bags high quality meat bags very durable reusable uh, Jimmy tarps has got you covered and, and uh, really enjoy learning a lot from Jimmy and his uh, his family there and I'll be using his uh, shelters this year in Idaho backcountry so uh, go be sure check them out if you're looking for shelters want to learn more you can always get a hold of Jimmy but uh, that is www and you can go get 10% off with your on point 10 code. So outside of that, hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast, and
1: I'll talk to you at the end. Bye. We're excited to hang out with Garrett tonight. Uh, he's been doing this podcast thing for it is about a about a year now. He said right? uh, May
0: seventh, I downloaded my first episode, so it's just over just over a month or a year and a month.
1: So gotcha. Yeah. So we're both uh, both kind of newbies in the podcast arena, and uh, uh, Garrett Fairchild, one of our hosts, uh, kind of turned us on to. Uh, Garrett's man, see this is God. This is not going to be good. <laughs> on point, you just, you uh, say on point should we just do Weaver and Fairchild. Weaver oh, no. is fine. I that is totally cool. <laughs> All right, uh, Fairchild turns us like on to Weaver's podcast, class. and uh, uh, we've been listening to a couple of them the last uh, uh, last couple of weeks as they've been coming out. And uh, like the guy, I think we I think we stand for a lot of the same thing. We wanted to hang out and do do an episode together. So I'm thanks for joining us. I'm glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, so I think uh, both of our podcasts and and your YouTube channel specifically, I want you to talk about that. Uh, both of our podcasts uh, and your YouTube channel revolve around kind of you know helping people and educating people and and offering offering insight uh, uh, with uh, hands on experience with certain pieces of gear that they may otherwise not not get the chance to, to go out and, and, touch and feel, um, what, what has been your, your experience and your feedback and being able to, to provide that, uh, that help to people that, that need it?
0: Uh, it's really, really empowering and, and rewarding, honestly. I mean, like everybody says, when you give a gift, you get a lot more back, like endorphins and your brain does all, a whole bunch of sorts of things when you give a gift and, and, you know, it's been harder than I expected, uh, coming out with, with a bunch of videos. Um, you know, we have over a hundred videos now. A lot of those are podcast videos. Um, but I'm probably around 80 to 90 how to videos probably, or just archery videos. And so that's, that's in like a three and a half year span. So man, that's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, What what the hell do you talk about in your 90th, you know, something video? So, I mean, it's, (laughs) it's, uh, so, you know, I basically, it's, it's really rewarding to answer your question. And I didn't know that people were so hungry for information and there's a lot of reasons why I started mine, but a lot of them weren't good reasons. I just wanted to show how far I could shoot a bow originally. (laughs) So it was just a selfish, douchish standpoint, you know, like. I bought the Halon and, and I was shooting at lights out and it's just like, I'm going to get noticed by shooting it 200 yards and, and yeah. (laughs) So, and then guys are like, well, how are you doing that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, let me, let me think about it and I'll get back to you, you know? And so I started, started like getting gear lifts together. My, my arrow setup, you know, everything and kind of just snowballed into what it is today. Yeah. So, but what about you guys? How'd you guys start off?
1: Well, uh, I guess the thought of our podcast started probably, I don't know, how long, when two, when was the first, two years ago, probably? Two, three years ago, yeah. yeah it was yeah. a long
2: time before we actually pulled the trigger
0: and started. Yeah, like, what took so long? Yeah. <sighs> uh,
1: everyone everyone <laughs> thinking someone else was going to do it. Well, yeah. I'm not, that too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to name names. Someone else did try and do one and it didn't do very well. It was awful. uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh I, it's better to just gonna, not say, yeah, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to keep that one to ourselves, but it was actually kind of, well, if you want to talk about douchey intentions, yeah, I guess, so guess, guess my intentions are yeah, not the uh, best either. <laughs> our, when we very first started, I said, I want to absolutely crush this podcast In like the first month, I like I literally went and followed them on all their social media. And I was like, like, here are their numbers. I want to beat all of their numbers in 30 days. And then we did. did. Uh, It it, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't anyone very big, but it was it was someone from our community that uh, we didn't feel best represented us. And they were the first ones to jump in to do it. Uh, yeah. we'll which I mean, Ken. I guess good. I guess good on them for doing it, <laughs> uh, but then it like quickly spiraled like in a direction that we knew it was going to go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. guess that was We're our very... that was our douchey and our douchey intention, or at yeah. least mine.
2: <laughs> no, I was I was in the same boat. It was like I don't like this person being the one speaking for our quote unquote community.
1: Right. Interesting. Just, but like, it was
2: just going down that same direction of the way that everybody like all the insta famous people want to go like mm-hmm. you could tell that they were trying to i don't i can't think of the right word right now hmm. pander i guess to the the mainstream yeah i think panders a good word. community yeah. and that's not like work more of like the alternative community i think
1: yeah. both of our about-
2: podcasts are because we're we try to not be biased as far as like you know don't have sponsors, don't want sponsors, want to be able to say whatever the hell we want.
0: Right. So and, this guy was, uh, we'll just call him Ken because Dane Cook has that joke about there's a <laughs> Ken in <his> group. <laughs> <laughs> Uh So Ken was trying to just be, you know, get his way into the industry or, I mean, he's just kind of like being.
1: Yes. Well, th- this individual was, was most definitely trying to get into the industry. Uh, and but for uh, the, yeah like for the all the all the wrong reasons for the typical
0: reasons
2: yeah the typical reasons that everybody clean every like not everybody but a lot of people you yeah see these yeah they do
0: yeah well you know i mean that's that's pretty common anymore now yeah. i mean, I mean it, it, everybody wants to be that person that that gets the most likes or whatever and that's yeah unfortunately you know like i i've gone through phases where it's like you know what's important and then just you know when i'm doing things that don't come natural or aren't genuine i just feel dirty even when yeah. i'm out there hunting yeah. i'm taking a photo i'm like why am i taking this photo like <laughs> yeah this isn't this isn't what yeah, i would definitely. do if i didn't have a freaking instagram like why why am i right. doing this and it's like still kind of how i feel
2: about yeah. filming hunts and whatnot too it's just because oh. i don't <laughs> like my one i don't like my voice Two, it just <laughs> feels unnatural <laughs> to, yep. to film things but <laughs> Then I come back, like, you know, then I think back on it. I'm like, man, I really wish I could share that with other people. Yeah, Especially when I'm yeah. by myself and, like, the stuff yeah. that I see and encounter. It's like, that was really awesome. I really wish other people <laughs> could see it and experience it with me, but I didn't turn the damn camera on.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, my turkey hunt and film this year, I had a couple of them. Um, that that was really fun. That was legitimately fun filming, and, and one of them was self-filmed. And then the other one, I had my best friend and my uh, one of my other really good friends. And, uh, I'm like, I just want people to see how we are. Like, I just want people yeah, to actually right. like understand how big of a dork I am and how like much <laughs> fun we have. You yeah, like, you know, like, we're always and, uh, yeah. And, always. and it's funny. Like I, I don't Turkey hunt. Like this is the first year I've ever actually tried to kill a turkey. Did you deer. like it? Did you like it? it? It was fun.
1: Oh, yes, you <laughs> like
0: it. It was fun. It was fun. I'll be doing <laughs> it more.
1: Turkey hunting is fun. I don't care what you say, Yeah, Fairchild and Blaine. Just, turkey I'm, hunting is a good time. It, I told it you is you. a good, good time.
2: Because I'm not good at it. That's why it pisses me off. I, exactly. <laughs> same here. I suck at it,
0: but in a rose you can suck and hunting. still kill something with it when it comes to turkey hunting. So I Yeah, crap. man. but
2: Spend a weekend doing it out at my buddy's place. I could kill a damn turkey, but oh, yeah. I'd rather spend that weekend doing something else, like chasing bears.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say bear hunting. Okay, well that's <laughs> I, I, that's a little different, I guess. Uh, man, goes, fr- coming from coming from Missouri, we're like a top three uh, turkey state really? uh, in in the country, and it, like. And my, my farm specifically, I'm saying all this and I had the worst turkey hunting year ever. Uh, um, but my farm is just like a gold mine. Like, I mean, we've taken so many big birds off, uh, off our property and, uh, yeah, I just, I grew up and just completely growing up, I completely fell in love with turkey hunting and, you know, it's, it's the, it's the poor man's elk. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we get to finally have a little interaction with the animal that we're hunting because I mean, we don't really get that with whitetail. Uh, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's good time. So don't hate on me for hunting my little tiny, so my baby dinosaur elk. Gary. If, that, if that's all that I had <laughs> to hunt now, I would, but
2: turkey season's the same time as elk or not elk season. Uh, well fall Turkey is, but Turkey season's the same time as bear season. So the fact that I had a bear tag, I'm going to go chase bears. It's
0: kind <laughs> of a no brainer. I'm in the middle. Fair. I'm in the same boat, but one evening I didn't have enough time to go kill a bear and then take care of it the next day. So I was like, I go kill a Turkey, you know, like I can (laughs) do that. And, uh, and actually like, I'm not my, my, my subscriber base isn't about Turkey hunt videos. So I got like, Less than probably a thousand views on on both of them, but the ones that watched it were like, "That's my favorite turkey hunting video I've ever seen." I'm like,
1: yes. "Really? I'm gonna have to check it out." I think yeah. you put it on your YouTube video or on mm-hmm. YouTube page?
0: Yeah, like we, gonna... we're, we're uh, me and my buddy are having like a calling contest, like out in the woods because we both <laughs> suck yeah. so bad. Like, yeah. we're using this scratch call. I call it the little douche. And there's uh, <laughs> says little deuce on there. And so we're like scratching it. And my buddy is like awkwardly staring at the camera, focusing on <laughs> but he's like <laughs> like scraping it like so hard. And it looks like he's a serial killer. It's like what the fuck? What am I watching here? And uh, yeah, there's it's just it's just a bunch of fun because we know we suck and we know like if we just keep trying, we're gonna get a shot. So and ended up being a spot in stock. And yeah, cause our tricky calls weren't working. I don't know why. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's just a lot of fun, man. And, and you know, like we, they, we introduced people into the Taylor Swift thing. Um, our hunting group has, and, uh, it's just, it's just a bunch of fun, you know, just probably yeah. how, how, probably how everybody is out there in the woods when they don't have a camera, but we treated it like we didn't have a camera and it was just a really fun time. It was actually one of the funnest edits I've done. It was, it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Uh, that's I, I, I'm I'm kind of
2: yet to make it through my elk season footage. But like, there were no animals on the ground as a result of the whole season. (laughs) But this I know that I got some good stuff on film. So I need to make something out of it. Like at least just all of the parts of us dicking off and making stuff almost happen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I got like probably fifteen minutes of Anthony Crap dusting me this year. That was awesome. Because <laughs> every time I'm following I'm, like he'd like turn around and have like this like shitty smile. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> again. What <you> just did. <laughs> again, like we are on a three fifty bowl and you're farting. What if the wind switches? <laughs> and uh so yeah, let's just shit like that, man. I mean that's that's us, that's what we do, and it's it's fun to actually start sharing that with people. And my hunting partners hate filming in the moment, but when we go back and I edit or I show them the footage, like, okay, that might have been worth it. I'm like, yeah, I'm straight. That's yeah. worth it, even yeah. if it's yeah. just for us. You know,
2: I always feel awkward like turning the camera. Like, I'm usually the one with the camera because it's my camera. So, Same like, here. I'm usually the one filming, and then my friends yeah. look over. They're like, "What the? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm filming, man. I'm trying to." Yeah. Well, that's when cool. I film, you're trying to be like born and raised. Blair you're hushing. I'm like, dude, yeah. no, I'm just gonna. <sighs> Never mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hater's gonna hate, man. That's all I can say about that.
2: <laughs> like you'll be happy later when you see how cool this is when you shoot a bull.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Then when you shot something, I know you're gonna turn around and say, "Did you get it on film? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly." No, you are gonna me to turn it off. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's funny. So what uh what prompted you to do the switch because we we're the four of us. Uh mm-hmm. Rob's not here tonight, but the four of us are just a bunch of nobodies and apparently that's a problem to some people. Uh, uh but we're just <laughs> yeah. a bunch of nobodies and and uh uh you know, we didn't have any type of social media platform at all before this. So what what made you decide to uh you have made a switch but uh to to do a podcast in addition to doing your YouTube videos?
0: um i you know i was actually talked into it uh the born and raised guys um they're they're here locally too and in their office Mm -hmm. is just a i could run to their office and be there in like 10 minutes and oh wow uh, so you know they're like you know it's probably the future and and if you know they convinced me long story short into doing the podcast and uh i i hesitantly started thinking about it and then uh like two years ago at Hoodoo, yes, two years ago at Hudu. Almost to this day, could have been this day because it was a uh, first week of June. Um, I was talking to some buddies up on the hill. I was actually shooting the course. I didn't have a podcast at the time, and uh, they're talking about podcasts. I'm like, you guys, I can't believe you guys do that. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I can't believe you guys listen to podcasts. And uh, they're like, why? I'm like, because I'm not going to pay 250 for to listen to some dude. Talk about stuff and they're like, What are you talking about? Dude? I'm like, You have to pay to listen to podcasts, right? That's like two dollars an episode, something stupid. They're like, no. I'm like, it's <laughs> and they're like, it's free. And I'm like, they're like so they're starting they start all three of them gang up on me. And like, you've never heard of the Joe Rogan podcast? I'm like, I've never you know, the Fear Factor dude? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. And so uh long story short, from that moment I I downloaded my first podcast, listened to it on the way home. And then, literally a year later, I'm I am uploading my first podcast, and so um, just got some good advice from some guys that are really big in the industry, and you know it's where they were headed too, and so uh, I figured, you know what, these guys know better than me, and I eventually would like to do this for a living, so I, I started my podcast, and that's really, uh, really where it began. Was just getting kind of talked into it.
1: But, yeah. Huh. Well, that's, that's funny. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a given if you run across a uh, 25 to 30 year old male that uh, mm-hmm. they are, that they are astute listeners of the Joe Rogan podcast. Every so day. It's like just like, it's just like a given, like yeah. if you, you want to be an intellectual. You have to listen hey, to the Joe of, Rogan podcast. Yeah.
2: One of the, uh, one of those Facebook podcaster groups or whatever is like a lot of people are anti Joe Rogan for some reason. I'm like, do you realize that the way you're making your living via your podcast would not be possible without that man? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> There's
0: yeah. Facebook groups for podcasters.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man, now oh, we're teaching things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I did know uh, that.
1: Yeah, that's how well, Matt we because We uh, are
2: almost expert at Audacity.
1: Yeah, I am. Uh, I am an Audacity guru at this point because I tried it. I it, it. No, well, I, what what do you edit in Premiere?
0: Premiere, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I I stick with what I know. I tried Audacity one time, trying to convert, um, wave to MP3 one time, and I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do any of it, man. It was like, I didn't know what I was
1: looking at. I just gave <laughs> up. <laughs> well, that's, I mean. It- I am, a, I guess you could. I'm a bit of a group junkie on Facebook, like, like any hobby I'm like interested in, I'll go and I'll find like the five biggest Facebook groups and join them because I just, I want to, I want to like see what people are saying and talking yeah. about. And, you know, when we started this, I kind of, when we ran into hiccups, I would post questions on these, on these podcast groups. Like, how do I fix this? You know, this happened. What do I do? And no one had good answers like nobody. And these are supposedly people that have been doing it forever. And I don't know why I'm surprised by this because I'm in IT and I work with people that have been doing their job for 10 years. And I and they're complete, total idiots. So uh, uh, but and the same holds true for. These people, and not everyone, uh, obviously some are better than others, but these people have been doing podcasting for supposedly, you know, 10 years or whatever. And, uh, and they don't know anything. I'm like, how do you fix this? in audacity? And they're like, oh, you want to do this? And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> so that's, that's not, that's not right. And then I'll figure it out. So yeah, I just, I became a, a bit of an audacity wizard by uh, being forced to fix stuff. Huh. Uh, mo- mostly, mostly from uh, uh, Blaine's furnace in the background, having to, having to <laughs>
0: fix yeah, that all the time. A little bit of background. So, noise. in these podcast groups, is it just people
1: talking about other podcasts, or is it like a bunch uh, d- depends mostly which one you're in? Yeah. Uh, it, you know, you're, you're thinking of outdoor podcast junkies, aren't you, Blaine? Yeah, I was uh, going to say mostly uh, your own. That's a pod- yeah. Yeah, that's a group too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, outdoor podcast junkies. It's ran by. Uh, um, uh steve uh angle angel uh from traditional outdoors good dude super super good dude and like crazy intelligent he's a we're actually we're we're both in it and he works with uh microsoft azure which is uh machine learning uh like ai kind of stuff like Mm. steve is terrifyingly intelligent uh but yeah but he's he runs outdoor podcast junkies but uh no there's uh Some of the groups are self, are like just filled with self promotion, which are like completely pointless if you're asking me. Because if you are asking me, a podcast creator, to go listen, review, and like critique your podcast, I'm not going to because I don't have time because I'm too busy making my own podcast. Uh, so, but people, people don't get that. I'm glad Uh, you went
0: there because I'm like, uh, not interested, <laughs> you know like, yeah no all the time lane, put the blinders on and haul ass that's that's yeah you yep. know like ah. i get that all the time is is da you know have you listened to this it's like man i got time to get my my head you know away from bow hunting with the joe rogan podcast and then i'm back into doing my own shit like mm-hmm. i very rarely i've i think i've listened to two of your guys' episodes i haven't listened to another haunting podcast and i don't know how long i, yeah. I it's been a long time I listen yeah, to mine I, to make sure they uploaded good and that's it.
1: Yeah. That's I don't even once I, up, I once to to I press or,
0: upload.
2: I, yeah, I listen to ours if I'm not on it and then I listen to yours <laughs> and then I listen to Kefire cast. I listen to ours if I'm not on it mostly just so I know context I of it. I listen to a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um but I <clears throat> just too too busy man. I just don't Dude. have time. There's too many podcasts say. out there anymore. And
2: yeah. I drive a ton for work or like with what I do for work, I'm either in a truck or in a splice trailer where I can just listen to stuff all day. And if I listen to music all day, I just go nuts. So <laughs> yeah. I have plenty of time. I have my commute on Monday and Thursday is three hours. So uh, oh geez. I get lots of podcast or audiobook time. Yeah. Audiobooks
0: would be yeah. cool. Yeah. I uh, need I need to do more audiobooks. Yeah. I found the same thing with the YouTube um group channels i got invited to one one time and it was just subscribe to me subscribe to me subscribe to me i, yeah. was, I was a part of that group i think for probably 10 minutes i'm like see ya i'm like why am i yeah gonna, no like shit's stupid sustain your yeah. lane and, and yeah. create content that's, and that,
1: that's I, every time people are like you know subscribe and critique my thing i'm like I'm like yeah. what who is your audience oh uh, well these people and why aren't you talking to them like that like there has to be Facebook groups that are connected to these yeah. and like, I'll just like look it up and it's like, yeah, here's a group with 200,000 people in it. Go join that and, yeah. and talk to people in there. Say a lot it blows of the, my, blows my mind. A lot
2: of the questions are just like, how do I get more listeners? It's like, well, have good content. I don't know what to tell you. Just make good right? stuff and people will listen to it.
0: Yeah. You know, there's things that I would suggest. Yeah. Listen to Gary V. listen to Nick Niman, Brian G. Johnson, um, You know, there's a lot of guys out there with YouTube channels that you can apply to your content on podcasts. And so um, I I listen uh, when I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm learning on YouTube what I need to do to better my platforms. So, especially on YouTube, I'm about that close to not uploading my podcast on YouTube anymore. Just because I really think it's hurting my, my video numbers, my video numbers. Are not performing near as good as they were about a year ago. Um, Interesting. Not, I think not it's because like
2: the subscribers see that you uploaded just the podcast and they're like, "Well, that's not what I want to see."
0: Well, I'm not losing subscribers. I'm losing views. Well, right, but like yeah, you know, like they exactly. see
2: that it's a podcast and they open yeah. it up. They're like, "Well, that's not what I joined well, this channel I,
0: for." When I, when I a while ago, like when I would um, upload, it, it was like thousand views like that. Like people got the notifications, they go on there and watch it. Now it's like. Mm-hmm couple hundred and <clears> my retention is horrible my, my i'm making less money so yeah. i uh i yeah i am trying not to um or i might just create a separate youtube account that i don't really care about and just mm-hmm. because i only get like if i get 200 download or 200 views on youtube for a, a podcast that's pretty good people don't go onto youtube listen to podcasts especially when there's no right. video. so yep. yeah i think i think i'm shooting myself on the foot there and it might be too <laughs> late but uh, yeah, yeah. My my views has has absolutely gone downhill. So I've been mm. researching, researching if the algorithms are screwing me because of yeah. the uh, mm.
1: podcast. Interesting. Podcasts. Yeah, we've That's been, fascinating.
2: we mm. uh, just go on sharing sprees once we upload a new episode or whatever. Mm. But we've noticed that we get throttled by Facebook. Oh, because we don't pay for it. Like we do it all organically, but we'll get what's our highest one uh, we've, we've uh, uh, yeah, like we, 15, we do we do 000, about we do about
1: the same either, we do about the same amount of shares every every week uh within different groups groups that allow it and uh i mean i, I think our biggest reach uh off one episode off one post was i don't know 45 fifty thousand uh and wow. then uh, yeah i mean when you when you're putting it in front of groups that have hundred thousand people in it like it it helps Mm -hmm. uh but then like we'll do it like we're doing it the same time like the same like the same like every friday between like nine to eleven is when i'm doing this and like our you know we average probably between 25 to thirty thousand. i think we've got as high as 40 45 but then times we'll have like four thousand it's like that's not true. <laughs> like I know Facebook is screwing with this and and how uh how it's uploading mm-hmm. uh, or how how the algorithm is uh is meth- messing with us messing with us. Oh, yeah. Um uh, yeah, yeah, 40 slip there, Missouri, meth <laughs> One of you uh, guys
0: needs to become a transgender and then you get all the freaking exposure. <laughs> <you want. laughs> all right, Blake. Blaine, start wearing a wig. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no takers. Uh. Uh,
1: you know, so we didn't even hesitate. We booked yeah the to be blowing. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I like love that. you, yeah, well, I love you the buddy. guy for that, so. Uh, well, it was, uh, speaking of uh, social media, Uh, I want to get your your take on sponsorships and sponsorships and pro staff Mm -hmm. and what you like, how you feel it's impacting the hunting industry.
0: Uh, So, you know, there's there's two sides to this to me, because, you know, I want people to be involved in the hunting industry and into whatever capacity they want. And if that's a pro staff spot. Um, I know some some pro staffers that are absolutely fantastic, and I wish they were mm-hmm. being paid. They're so good. Um, you know the guys that absolutely go out of their way. They're messaging you if you have a question or if you ever need anything. They are the ones that get a hold of you instead of customer service, and they're amazing. They know everything about the bow. They've been shooting it for a long time. Um, one of them's um, a guy named Manny um, or Manuel from. A, from Idaho for prime and he's an amazing guy. I mean, I've never met him. He's gone completely out of his way when I, when I was having issue after issue with my prime. And that is a pro staffer. That is somebody that is not a professional shooter. Although he used to be, um, he is a promotional shooter. He is promoting the product in a good light. And, uh, people get that mixed up that you're a professional, that you go out and you have done a lot of cool shit with with that product. Uh, you know, there's, there's the field staff, Right here. And then you have the pro staff up here. Usually they get a bigger discount. Um, mm-hmm. So whatever capacity somebody wants to get into the industry with, I'm totally fine. What I'm not cool with. And, and, and again, I don't lose any sleep over those at night. Cause again, I'm, I'm all about staying in my lane. I don't give a shit what other people are doing. Um, you know, if, if you're saying, and, and I know you guys are probably on the same page as this because we talked about this before, if you're holding, and I, I steal this from Jason Phelps, if you're holding a picture of a bluegill and you're telling me how good of an elk hunter you are and how this is the best broadhead you've ever used or the best pack or the best bow or the best whatever, however, you've never used that product, you've never killed an animal, you've never actually tested it, and all you have is you holding a bluegill, then you're full of shit and, and you're losing my respect and plus everybody else on YouTube or in the industry, period, and then also you're delegitimizing that brand that may be the coolest freaking brand out there. So yeah, you know it's it's a double edged sword. These companies need to vet their pro staffers, and and then also at the same time, these pro staffers need to be honest with themselves and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not there yet. Maybe I need to kill some shit. Maybe I need to put you know hundred pounds in this pack. If I if I you know if it's August or, or actually let's say right now if it's June fifth. I'm not hunting until September, but I want to be on the EXO pro staff. Go put fifty pounds in that freaking pack. Go buy one, first of all. Put fifty yep. pounds in your pack. Hike with it on you know every night after you get off work, up and down hills, get some experience with it, find out where the friction points are, where the where the weak points are in the pack, and then approach him into being a pro staff, right? Like right. it's not rocket science, but yet these guys want to be into the industry in that <laughs> capacity without earning it, and that's that's not right. That's not fair to, first of all, the person that you're telling that's the best pack. That's not fair to you because now you look like an idiot and that's not fair to the to the manufacturer or the brand that you're repping. So, um, that's, that's my opinion. Um, again, I don't lose any sleep at this and I, I laugh at it and I, and I, and then I do my thing and I create content. So, um, right. yep. that's, that's my thing. I, I'd love to hear what you guys think, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, there's great ones out there and then there's probably the 90%, which are full of shit. So, um, yeah. And, and right. I would say it's probably, it's probably the 80, 20 rule is probably what it is, but yep. 80, yeah. 20 applies
1: in just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> kind of scary.
2: I really like the guys that, you know, they, you can, you can tell re- as soon as they start talking, like whether you're in person or, you know, just talking on Facebook or whatever, you can tell as soon as they start talking, which side of that line they fall on. I think, mm-hmm. especially in person or, you know, if, if somebody like i experienced it quite a bit, just talking to people at Northwest mountain challenge, because I just talked to people like I met you there, like actually met you there.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and like, I, I just wanted to talk to you. Like, that's how I am with everybody though. Like that's me. I, I don't I need, team. like, I don't need anything from you. If I'm want something from you, it's information. And like, we can have that through normal conversation. And if, you know, something like some sort of a relationship buds from that. Cool. If not, I'm going to buy what I'm going to buy either way. But yeah, I don't understand. Like you can tell right off the bat, like the guys that are just looking for discounts or whatever, when they show up,
1: it's all about the discount for most.
2: people. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit. Like I have money, like I have a good job. I can buy what I want. I'm not married. I don't have kids. So like, I don't like that. I can afford stuff. Like I understand, if you need that, like you don't, I don't know. Guys don't need that discount. Like maybe, like you said, maybe right. you're like maybe you're just not there yet, and that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but you need to recognize that you're not there yet, and right. like the company needs to say, "No, man, you're not there yet." Like I know, I i like first slide i wear their stuff but they've got a fairly difficult barrier of entry to get on their pro staff like at least as far as i know like there's an application process and like you have to have some sort of a social media platform and all that kind of stuff and like it's not you can't just be like can't just message somebody like with not to put them on blast but element arrows is going through a, a change and now i'm seeing a shit ton of dudes pop up and being on their pro staff for, you know, or brand ambassadors is what they're calling them. And I've seen ten pop up on my feed in the last week. Hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's fine. But why? Like, have you ever shot them before? Why do you want to be? Why do you want your name associated with that? If you've literally never laid hands on those arrows? And I, I know a lot of the guys that whose names are popping up, they haven't because I know what arrows they shot before.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, a good rule of thumb is uh, if if you approach a company, uh, and this, this isn't 100% applicable, but if you approach a company about being on their pro staff versus them approaching you about being on their pro staff, I think that tells a lot about the company and a lot about you. Well, yeah, if, if you uh, approach
2: like, them and they're like, yeah for sure let's do this but yeah like you said like you're all that you've done is you catch bluegill and you're not approaching a jig company like what what's happening here what are you doing
0: yeah
1: the the, i i feel like i can solidly say uh and you know i guess it's easy to say that until people start writing checks uh (laughs) but if out of like every uh the podcast our podcast uh, will always be sponsor free and and pro staff free I guess you could say uh but the one company where I would be like yeah like I will be pro staff for you and and I wouldn't I wouldn't even ask for a discount uh would be uh Sam Graffita with Backwoods composites like that's it like because I genuinely and and, and it, Garrett for uh I guess you 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 don't uh, do you own a tradbo I don't
0: Technically, i own three, but I own okay. two that are functional.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, Sam makes a super curve uh, a recurve bow, kind of like Borders or uh, um, Morrison, if you've ever seen them. Nope. Uh, but super I just I curvy j- limbs, like it's yeah, hard like hard. real, real aggressive hooks. There's yeah. it's stupid, stupid fast. Huh. But if Sam asked me, like if Sam decided to do pro staff and asked me, I'd be like, yeah, like I, I plan on promoting your stuff anyway. Uh, yeah. And really, I think that's the kind of mindset that you should have. Is like, yeah, I was going to promote your stuff anyway, but like, if you want to give me a discount to do it, cool. Like, that's fine yeah. with me. And, and yeah, yeah, I'll sign, I'll sign I, this little yeah. a little agreement that says I'll post a couple of Instagram pictures. Yeah. Like, once that's a how week, I
2: whatever. am. And yet, like the stuff that I use and trust, I have no problem talking about. Right. Yeah, Like none Same whatsoever. Here. And I have no problem spending the money on it because I could, I trust it. I know that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep.
0: Well, and that's another thing that guys need to keep in mind is if I come to, uh, Garrett and he's like, um, he's like me with the footers and he's like, mm-hmm. dude, you need to buy these footers. These things are the shit buy them from Chris. And then I go and that fails. I that looks there, bad goes, on you. there goes first of all there goes your opinion there goes my opinion of you you know like yeah you're 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 putting your reputation on somebody's product that first of all they probably don't even give a shit about you second of <laughs> all that <laughs> that product it could very well fail and now you're putting your reputation on the line for somebody in something that you have no attachment to outside of a discount so you're selling basically your name for like 10 bucks 20 bucks yeah Yeah. exactly you know it it, it, in my in my case you know like i could very well easily be on with probably hunt tag or um you know elk river you know chris you know you and i both know chris and i don't know how many footers i've sold him. it's probably a lot um Mm -hmm. you know how many people i've got to go in there it's probably a few um i've never asked to ever be paid because first of all he's a buddy of mine i want to see him succeed and i'm gonna yeah. buy that thing and no matter what now i have like i think one he sent me like um a dozen for free one time that was it and then i just bought two dozen from him bought right bought two dozen from yeah. him. so you know explain I mean,
3: explain more about these things i don't know what you're talking about oh the
0: footers so um the oh, best way yeah. I can describe them is a sleeve that goes over the end of your arrow, and for like mm-hmm. a hidden insert, like a um, a hidden insert for an axis arrow, the hidden insert. Okay. Um, it yep. creates a leverage point where it can break off when it hits something hard. Um, I got a arrow up there. My buddy hit a elk in the shoulder, and it just as soon as it hit the shoulder it snapped yep. off. So yep. this goes over. It's kind of kind of similar to the Valkyrie idea. Um, okay. Oh, is
1: this what uh, Dunlap makes? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, Chris Dunlap. Out. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That that, okay. that Chris. Yeah, that Chris, a great right. guy, and you know yep. he's he one of the specia- only ones. He specializes
2: in the pretty much just footers for axes anymore. Like he he mm-hmm. makes footers for everything, but like his yeah. bread and butter is setting okay. up. Okay, I guess I didn't lift. know
3: yeah. that that was that yeah. Chris. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Okay. he's Elk River Archery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great okay. product. Did not know that. guy. that. No. I've known about him since I started bow hunting. I mean, yeah, well,
1: well, quite a while ago. Well, he, he's, uh, and I remember he was, in, he was in high momentum for a while and he posted the, well, I, I learned about him when he posted that like 28 broadhead head review or whatever he did. <laughs> that yeah. huge Broad head review. I think, uh, I gained, gained a lot of attention. Yeah. Um,
0: he's a great guy. And so, Oh uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's a very good dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could, I could be probably on his pro staff or whatever, but, he doesn't even have a pro staff, first of all, but, um, you know, it, it's pick and choose and, and just make sure that you understand, you know, since the internet, um, you know, I've, I've seen this said a lot is that people got way too comfortable saying shit to people and not having any repercussions. You know, people mm-hmm. don't get punched in the face when they talk shit anymore. People don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they're not afraid to tell you what they think because they're behind a computer. And so basically that same mindset has now been given to your reputation. Well, I can have 50 reputations because I'm a part of 50 Facebook groups. Maybe <laughs> a lot of these guys don't know each other. I'll never see that person. So if I tell them to use this shit broadhead, I'm never going to have anything like it, it's just, there's no accountability. So, uh, yeah, definitely. that's something that I would like to see in the industry change, um, you know like i could go on and on and on and on there but that's that's my theory
1: so what uh i I guess what do you what do you think is the biggest problem with like quote-unquote the industry right now like what do you think it's like gimmicky shit because i think that's i think that's ours uh i don't know if we've taken like an official poll of of uh of our host but like every every year at ata and we're gonna we've got a bit of a marketing campaign we're working on when ata rolls around <laughs> but like every year at ata it's just like gimmick like really? gimmick 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 like it's all it is and then we're just like completely tired of it and that, that's like part of the reason why we started the podcast because we were like this is people are literally sinking money uh, and sinking like time money and uh i mean probably the most important thing the taking of something else's life on gimmicky shit and like i'm i'm done with it i'm not i'm not going to sit idly by and and just be okay with it so and, what is what is your biggest problem i guess um that, that's I, that's ours i just spoke for us sorry yeah you
0: know i i think uh, and, and i think that's a very valid point to speak about what you guys are talking to especially um the gimmicky stuff is coming with the broadheads nowadays and that's probably the number one most gimmicky thing i've seen out there Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of gimmicky broadheads and 99% of them are mechanicals. Um, so, you know, do, do your, do your diligence, um, when you're buying your product, please. And, and, you know, that's why I don't stick with the broadhead. I'll never be sponsored by a broadhead company because I am not loyal to any broadhead. I, I am loyal to what works and I'm loyal to figuring out what works. So, um, Mm -hmm. I, I say, I want to find out what works so you don't have to, that's kind of my philosophy with testing, testing that shit. But um, my problem with the industry right now is, is we. I was talking about this the other night, and who was I talking about this with? It was someone on Facebook, a buddy of mine, I think. And uh, it was a trad, trad bow hunting group that my buddy runs, uh, runs or owns oh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, what do you think the biggest problem is with the trad industry? I'm like, well, archery hunting in general, we need to quit creating these barriers and wedges between trads versus compounds versus crossbows versus rifles versus long range rifles versus muzzleloaders versus long range muzzleloaders versus guys using a goddamn spear. Like we need to just quit right. with the barriers, quit with the wedges, get on team hunt, get on team outdoorsmen. get on team archery rifle, it doesn't really matter because these vegans are unified. These anti-hunters are unified. Oh, they're not arguing over F deer, yeah. let's save elk. Or F F elk, let's save the bunny rabbits. Like they're not they're not right. arguing over that shit, right? So yep. we need they're they're winning. In in I did a recent wor, uh, wolf episode cut and did a ton of research for it. And and we're losing ten to one on the internet to, to wolves. They have the best yep. PR agents out there. Oh yeah, yeah. what oh, so so- I was
2: listening to Aaron the Firecast cast episode on it earlier, and then yep. his his Hily second real. one with it. Yeah, well, that one yep. and then the one before it. Okay. And yep. yeah, like the, they might not. You know, they're not all. Uh, they're not picking species of. Well, you know screw the deer let's save bunny rabbits but they are all saying screw
1: the hunters save the wolves yes they are. Yep. yeah yeah they're I mean, very it's one big voice all behind it, is it for a sure ba-
0: a very big voice behind very very bro science um points mm-hmm. and, I and if think you really look science. into it what was that i think
3: it, i don't even
2: think there's any science on that end it's more emotion data, data yeah, they, collected by other people and emotion
0: yeah, yeah, the you know the Yellowstone save the save the rivers bullshit is is such propaganda. Oh God,
1: so, I remember when that came out, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna research this for five minutes and prove it wrong. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. It was like, wolves. no,
0: and wolves, and that is like the how are wolves good for the ecosystem? How are good wolves good for the river? Like, it's all about. That's probably the number one thing you'll see is Yellowstone. This Yellowstone that, and there's yep. nothing to combat com, combat that outside of small podcasts like mine. Um that, you know, we're coming out, with I'm spending hours doing the research. I'm finding the research that they've done where they've literally found the points that I would like to make, but they didn't, they, they nitpicked their own research. And then, right. so, you know, yeah, it's really frustrating, but that's, that's my biggest pet peeve is, is we are not unified as a hunting community when we should be. And that's, that's my biggest thing. And, and it's so easy to judge people and to get on a high horse, unless you're killing shit with your bare hands, like that dude in Colorado who choked out that cougar. Um, yeah, and then Which it there was there, there was that article Cougar. that there was yeah. that article yeah, that just came out like two days ago. That yeah, was, was like, oh, we Cougar. think we
1: yeah. Well, now we know why why these cougars are attacking people. Oh, it was I another, right? another anti hunting yeah. thing. It was bullshit. Yeah and, uh, yeah.
0: and then the guy got attacked because it wasn't an adult cougar. I'm like, D- get out of
1: here. So, you know, my, I'll go grab my, I'll go grab my seven. I'll go grab my seven pound cat and, and it, it, try holding on to her uh, for, <laughs> for more than 10 seconds when she doesn't want to be held. Right. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. Now multiply that times five. And it's a little murder ball that hasn't been, that hasn't been <laughs> eating. Like good luck. Yeah. Like good luck.
0: i agree and you know we are we are facing an 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 enemy or an opponent that is winning and i'm tired of it i'm tired of them winning i'm tired of them winning the pr battle i'm tired of seeing all the bashing like i don't give a shit if you shoot a deer 120 yards with your bow i don't care i don't care like if you can do that and that's you and that's that's your bow hunting that's your lane cool, man, go do it. I don't give a shit. As long as you know you can make that shot and it's a good shot and you think it's an ethical shot, um, you know, go do it. Or if bow hunting to you is 10 yards using a chiseled point that you made with your own handmade arrow, go do that. But let's get on the same team. You know, like I, yeah, Yeah. it's just frustrating. And that's what it, sorry, go ahead.
3: Oh, no, I was just going to say that's where I'm at right now too. I mean, it's just getting old, all the arguing, and it's just. The...
2: Heavy into the trad community too, and I see a ton of it from that side of things. Like you know, you say it, stuff, and yeah. you say stuff in good fun, but like, yeah, right. The trad and... community is not inclusive. Like I don't see every post I see in trad groups. It's dude shitting on guys with compounds. It's like, oh yeah, I could kill stuff with a wheelbow too. It's like, could you? Could you kill stuff at 20 yards with a wheel bow? Because yeah. if you it, could, you should be able to do it with a stick. I could kill shit right. with a
0: trad bow. And I'm going to say that never hunting with it because I could go kill a turkey in like, give me two days. I could go kill a turkey with a trad bow here in Roseburg. Does that make me a good hunter with a trad bow? No, they're fucking retarded. You know, these turkeys <laughs> will let you walk up to them. Like, yeah. What do you, what do you want? My, what am I proving? You know, like, what am I proving? I could go kill a fork and horn probably every once a week with a trad bow because they'll stand there and let you shoot them at 20 yards. Like, yeah, give give me three four months. Let me practice every day. Shoot probably a fifty to hundred arrows a day. I could do it. Not a problem. I have the trad bow. Already has a brand new string on there and everything. I could go do that and I could build an arrow that could get it done. Like it's 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 work ethic and and I respect the trad guys. It's totally cool. And I'm probably going to get bashed for, for saying I could get it done with the trad bow. Never having to do it. But my buddy did it last year, and he, he sucks. Like he's <laughs> you know he like he, it took him. He walked up to the turkey, shot at it, missed. Grabbed his arrow, shot it, and, you know, like, it was that. I mean, and he's a trad guy, you know. So a lot of this stuff that you see is, is first of all, these these trad guys, um, you know, a lot of them I don't think kill anything, first of all. Second thing is that they'll shit on some of the best hunters out there like Aaron Snyder because he's using fake veins or fake feathers. He's just using veins. Yeah, come on, guys. I mean. You're, you're shitting one on the, one of the best ambassadors to your community out there, period. I'm like, yeah, why are and, you doing Yeah,
2: Blaine, how many people do you think that just in the since Aaron made the full well, just with the first switch that he went trad for a year, how many people do you think he got into the trad community? I mean, I, and, I, and, and then now I would,
1: I would um, 100, I would 100% bet money that Aaron Snyder has almost doubled the trad community. He's like I would I would not hesitate for a second to plump some mo- to plop some money down on that <laughs> I value. would say
3: I personally know like it, it, among Facebook groups and personally I know at least two hundred people that have switched to trad. He's no got shit he had me thinking because about of him. it,
2: and I have no business doing that yet. Right? Yeah. I mean, literally, I catch myself looking at re- like fancy recurves and shit all the time. Like, yeah. What am I doing? I, mean, yeah, I bought yeah. trad games, and I don't even the bow that I. Have. I, so I did
0: the same thing. I got feathers up in my uh, in my room. Yeah. And, and you know, like I mean, when when I hear him talk about it, it really resonates because it's like it was the difference between rifle to a bow. And that's the, like, like, if he's like, if you love being, and I like, we all do. That's why we both, we love being in the presence and close and just seeing what these animals do, how they react and, and just, just watching them feed and, and hearing the funny sounds they make, you know, when they don't know you're there and, and, you know, elk fart and they do all this other stuff. They're noisy creatures. And he's like, if you love that, you would love trad hunting because that puts yeah. you even closer to the animal you have to be that much it, more intimate with the animal to where you can it just
3: takes it to a whole different level exactly
0: and and, and that mean, is what gets me excited about trad bow hunting so
3: yeah two um, years ago i i would have never dreamed i'd be shooting a stick bow now i have nine, seven, eight, nine <laughs> of them right behind me and i'm hooked so i mean i would,
1: li- I would like to point out like uh, two weeks ago we said that you had like ten bows, and you're like, no, I've only got like four, or five. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're back up to ten. Yeah,
3: I don't. Uh, I've kind of lost count. I don't know between <laughs> oh, risers and limbs and poor thing. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I got
1: one.
0: There's seven right behind use. me. So yeah, I don't even know what it is. It's a family heirloom that my uncle gave me uh, a couple months ago. I, yeah. I, I might work up an arrow for that. I it's I think it's like fifty or fifty-five pounds. I don't know, but. Yeah. It'd be it'd be pretty cool to, to kill something with that's been my family for I don't know 50 60 years. So, yeah. Yeah. That's as, pretty neat.
3: As far as like the trad community goes, there's a lot of great guys, but there's a lot of guys that just shit on everything. There it's it's like anything. There are a, a one bad apple can ruin the whole barrel, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm, it's it's
2: not a full reflection on the trad community, but
3: No, but I will say those that one bad apple I mean we do shoot ourselves in the foot, definitely.
2: Or we, we have yeah. ever since the stuff, like I'm glad that Aaron came like started just trolling the groups because with all of the buzz <laughs> about the trad vanes and vein. people are all yeah. pissed off. They're like, Well, oh, you don't need this. There's yeah. waterproofing spray and powder for feathers and Aaron's like, Oh yeah, that's super Like like rad. the Native Americans used in their aerosol <laughs> yeah. can. Yeah. 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 Right. No, you but know. I
3: don't know, it's just it's one of those things where, <clears throat> I mean, you wish people just would just shut
1: up. Sometimes I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna take a second to gripe about the uh and man, if you had told me two or three years ago that just like internet troll Matt would now be diplomat Matt, <laughs> uh, I'd be like you're insane. But the whole like I saw well, Garrett, I think I saw you comment on it uh somebody posted like there was some it wasn't peta but somebody posted like some anti hunting group was like oh you know save the wolves or whatever so they posted the link and i'm pretty sure this is in like a bigger like either colorado western or elk hunting page i can't remember what it was but like he was like go to this link and like post pictures of you with your dead animals oh yeah and, and i was like man like i i more than anyone appreciate a good troll like i really do but like, this is a front where, like, I feel like we need to be more dignified than the other side. And we are 100% losing that battle. Uh, so to kind of circle right back around to your, like, what is the, uh, you know, what's what's the biggest issue with, with the industry on top of gimmicky shit? Uh, I feel like we don't represent the, ourselves well. poorly is, yeah. is a really big thing and and I, I i did like i even joined in on the whole like uh peta facebook filter like, i have that i have like, a picture like, of that too I, I i joined in on that and and now i look back i'm like ah, maybe maybe i shouldn't have uh but you know i i i feel like if people did did a better job of actually being willing to sit down and discuss with people and i i follow uh because i I enjoy absorbing new news from both sides uh, of the aisle. I, file, I follow a couple of uh, uh, left-leaning news news website pages, stuff like that. And anytime like some type of animal is killed in Africa that's even like somewhat controversial, they're always like the first people to post it. And people go on there like, "Oh my god, trophy and they freak out. And my every time I make a point to go on there and respond I'm, and say something along the lines of like, "Hey, like." I am a person that supports this style of hunting. Uh, I'm making this comment to reach out to people here if you want to have an actual conversation about about the African hunting model and, and why it works. And more often than not, I get people that uh, they will at least engage and people that respond to that type of comment typically aren't people that are like flying off the cuff. They're like, oh, I actually want to have a conversation with this person. And I don't know if I have how many minds I've changed, maybe, maybe a couple, but that's more than what we had at the beginning. And, and I, I think, I think hunters do a poor job of representing themselves and the, and the community, especially when hunting numbers are dwindling and uh, i mean when uh, all of us are about the same age like when our when our fathers and grandfathers die like it's gonna be tough uh uh, because our generation isn't having kids nearly at the rate that uh that the baby boomers had had kids at uh and generation x had kids at
2: and everybody is like living in already or moving to big cities so they don't have that part of the culture is yeah gone pretty much because you know it started with like dads moving to the city to find better jobs or whatever and then you know they just stopped hunting because they didn't have a place to hunt anymore or else they didn't like they didn't think they did and now like their kids don't get to hunt or fish or anything like they don't get to go outdoors so you like kids are playing just playing video games all sorts of shit and that part is gone so when we decide to try to troll PETA or whatever it just blows up in our face because it makes us look like assholes. It's
3: like, oh wow, look
2: at all yeah. these dead animals. It, 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 but there's, exactly, no, like, there's no, there's no context. Live up,
1: we live up, to their expectations when exactly. we do that. Yeah, so yeah. That's exactly what they want to happen. Right. Totally. Same thing
3: with the trad community thing. I, I joke around that the yeah, trad guys assholes, are the equivalent
1: of
0: trad holes. Of, of, of barbless fly fishermen. You know, like <laughs> it, they're they you know they get the elitist on both sides, and it's just yeah. like. You know, we gotta get rid of that, guys. We gotta. Uh, get that's rid of that. is that stroking dicks? Is that what that's that is? That's what that is. Stroking, ah. stroking, stroking two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just jerking each other off on both. It's just a big thing of tug of war, man. It's just, I, 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 and I, you know, should applaud you for for taking that grassroots effort. I, I, I reached out to a friend that we were decent friends in high school, and she moved up to Portland and became a feminist and uh, was talking shit about Africa hunting in Africa and I just got back. you you went there yeah I just got back uh when when this conversation happened I said hey you know I'd love to talk to you about this because if she's like why 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 and just starts hammering on like if you legit want to know why I'd love to talk to you about this and then it went extremely downhill very fast from there because she (laughs) went off the rails about me being an elitist male she you're like <laughs> no, well, no, you're a you're a white mind. male
1: Garrett, obviously yeah. you're and wrong. So like I'm like, I don't know
0: what happened to you between high school, but you used to be cool. Like you used to be, mm-hmm. let's party, let's hang out, let's do this, let's do that, and then somewhere she got a big chip on her shoulder, and that's what you No, know, I, I feel bad for these people because <clears> living life with a big chip on your shoulder like that must really suck and it takes so yeah. much energy. I mean, it's like having this, having this thing in this cage that you have to guard constantly and it just takes all your energy to guard it and you don't have time for other shit. It's like why are you spending all this time on that? And and you know, to be honest with you guys, after listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, a lot of them are bots. Like so you yep. you know, the oh, ones yeah. that are engaging you honestly and, 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 and authentically are, are not the bots, but a lot of those things on there are designed to get you to engage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and to echo another thing here that you guys are talking about, I did a podcast about wolves in Oregon probably a couple of months ago. And, uh, you know, we went off the rails a few times there. I had to edit about 15, 20 F bombs out of there and there's still probably about a hundred, uh, in, in the episode. <laughs> he must've listened to it. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, my taxidermist, uh, he's awesome. But so. He was the guest on that when he's on the wolf panel. But, you know, these guys, and what we said is these guys that say, shoot, shovel, shut up, gut shot every one of them. Dead wolf's a good wolf. You know. That is not helping the cause that, at all. That is not helping the cause. And, and I'll just throw that out there. You sound like a freaking idiot. Like, you sound I just, like a dentist. I just
3: don't say that out loud. <laughs> I just. <laughs> well, yeah, we all. I'm oh, just kidding. You know? My dad saw now, one today. I know so many people that do, though.
0: Yeah, My dad honest. saw it's, one today. Twenty no, probably half an hour from where I live. Half yeah. an hour from where, I, where mean, I live.
3: Given the opportunity, I probably would. But
0: just, <laughs> you know, well, Oregon, like wolves in Oregon. Say that out loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll say it out loud, guys. But, <laughs> but you know that that's not doing us a favor. And no, and, it's not. You know, I I did another episode. um Not to keep giving myself shameless plugs here. I did another episode that said, you know, if basically I think the title of it was, if you buy a uh hunting license, you are an ambassador, whether you like it or not. And, right. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I, I've done the funny things I've done, I've done the things I preach against before I got into the hunting, like the hunting industry. I've, I've strapped a a really nice buck to my Celica because my wife didn't pick me up. She fell asleep. So I drove that sucker home with that thing strapped to my roof, blood going down the spoiler, shoved the feet under the spoiler, had it wrapped literally over the hood (laughs) onto my windshield, drove that sucker through town. People are taking photos. You know, I've done that shit. Does that do anything for hunting? Outside of being in the echo chamber, that's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's so funny. No, that does not. (laughs) That's like a black eye. And so we gotta think ahead. I don't ever want to be the dude and this is how I think. I don't ever want to be the dude at a PETA rally on the big screen saying that piece of shit's why we're here. You know, like I don't want that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't wanna be that bullet in their magazine. And, And and you know, we need to think like this. And again, we need all need to get on the same boat and sing Kumbaya. But um, you know, that's that's what needs to happen. You know, it's it's you know, we, we got to learn and get better. You know, I did the, I think I did the pita thing too with the, with the nice meal buck I killed a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I did that too, but you know, no one's perfect. And, and, and there's never too we late to, to start getting better. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So yeah think, but we like, shoot ourselves in the foot by doing that kind of, I we mean, do. We do. It, it might, it might sound good in the moment or, you know,
0: even it feels, it
1: feels good to say it, well, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's self satisfaction within the hunting community yep. because yeah. you know, like say, like with, what
2: within, like you said, within our echo chamber, like everybody, right. like it's like yeah. it's accepted. But we have to police ourselves, otherwise, yeah. someone else, like other people, are going to do it for us. They're well, already trying. Let's, so. let's
0: let's zing another one here because uh, yeah, I'm so, I, I I sit on this shit all day long, and you guys are finally. <laughs> letting me vent here. So, um, cause I can't interview myself on my own podcast, obviously. So, um, <laughs>
1: you can so share yourself drive. Thank you, you for letting me
0: go on my soapbox here, but here's another one. Like, you know, what's a hot button for, for us to be, um, uh, appealing to the public, to the non hunters, it's hunting conservationists, right? Like how many yep. people do you see using that term? Okay. Where does conservation, Come into making an animal extinct and gut shooting every single one of them. That is not hunter conservation. Right. You're saying this, and I'm doing this motion again. Um, yeah, you're I mean. <laughs> saying this, but and then but then you're doing this, and then people are like, okay, so they're full of shit. So you know, hunter conservation does not mean wipe out a whole freaking population of animals. Granted, whether they should be there or not. Granted, whether it's the right. same species or not. Granted, whether they are killing that herd in that area or not. Um, You know, conservation is a balance. It's not wiping out a whole freaking thing. Uh, Minus ticks. We can do that to ticks and mosquitoes. (laughs) we will be cool. No no remorse. No remorse. You know, wolves were here. We did make them go extinct in Oregon a long time ago, and they are bringing them back for right or wrong. I'm not going to get into that you know, I'd like to see our elk herd and deer herds be better before we did make that move. Um, You know, and, and the first thing my dad told me when, or I told him when he told me, he's like, Garrett, I saw my first wolf today. Like lived here his whole life, right? We now have wolves here. He's like, I saw my first wolf today. He called me as soon as it happened. When's the last time he's done that for an elk? When's the last time he's done that for a deer? Like the, my first words is like, did you get a picture? I wish I could have saw it. You know, like those were my first words. So obviously like, it's cool to have them out there, but the problem is, is that they need to be managed and they need to be managed to a point where we're not moving the goalposts every time we kill five or we right. get 60. So um, there's, yeah. there's another th- food of thought. If you if you're one of these gut shot, every single one of them, let's, let's, you know, uh, kill every single wolf and make them go extinct. But then you have hunter conservationist and you're in your, in your, your biopic, you're full of shit and you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Call me out, bro. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, no, I I,
1: I totally agree. Uh, yeah. So, and this is something we kind of talked about before. It's uh, like you know when we were talking about getting together, like who? Uh, because I, I I think that we we stand for that, and I think you stand for that. Who who else have you like? Who else should people look to and listen to? Uh, that you've that you have interacted with like in the hunting industry that are that are kind of trying to shape things for the better because uh, uh, I, I know we've we've probably got a handful of guys that we could point out but I'm curious who you've interacted with yeah so Corey Jacobson
0: um, I, I feel he does a really good job especially on the wolf issue he was the first really big hunter I heard to come out and say I don't hate wolves I like wolves I like wolves managed right yeah but I like wolves and so um, he's not only has he said that, I think that changed the game for a lot of guys out there. Um, I wish I said it first, but, but you know, he, he came out and said it first and, um, you know, he hit the nail on the head. I don't hate wolves. I think it's stupid to hate an animal outside of a mosquito or a tick. And I say that cause I have yeah, a, just, t- a just tick infection right here. I don't know if the guys are going to do it, <laughs> but, um, I, I am on two different types of antibiotics cause that co- little cocksucker got infected in my skin. So, um, oh, man. so, you know, I think it's stupid to hate an animal because the animal's not – there's no intention behind it. It's doing what the animal does, whether – yeah, right. Whether it's affecting you, you know, positively or, or negatively, you know, to hate the animal, I, I get it. If yeah. you're a rancher and that that stupid wolf keeps killing all your calves, I get it. That okay, you can hate that animal, I guess. I don't care. But right. um, to hate a whole species and, and to want to do genocide against a species, I, I don't get it. But Corey changed the game when he said, "I don't mind wolves. I like wolves. I like I like the idea of them being managed. I like us being able to hunt them and, and to control and, and and to be able to coexist." Um, Mm -hmm. he is, he's one that I really respect after he said that. Um, another one is, you know, we already mentioned him, Aaron Snyder. Um, he does a lot, especially I heard him talk about being in the uh, photography community and getting a Uh lot of anti hunters or people who don't hunt. He's now shedding a light in that area, um, on, on predator hunting. And I think that's fantastic. Um, another one. Um, you know, I, I, there's not a lot of us that have come out and said, you know, we're cool with wolves. There's not a lot of us out there. Um, right. You know, the, but Corey is the number one, J, uh, Aaron would be number two, Jim Shockey. Um,
1: I absolutely, I'm a Jim Shockey fan, dude. I love that guy. Um, he does such uh, a great I, job. I, yeah, I think he's a, re- I think, uh, I haven't had cable for a hot minute, but when I did, uh, uh, Uncharged is the name of his show, right? Yep. That was like the only like hunting tv show i could actually bear to watch because it was like it was a travel show yes. with like hunting incorporated in it is really what it was and like when i think of when i think of jim shockey i think of ambassador like if yeah. i am if I, if i if i'm if i'm sitting down with an anti-hunter like and there's five people that i want to sit at a table and talk to Talk to them about hunting. Jim Shockey is, I won at that table, like 100% for sure.
3: Same with uh, Donnie, Vincent. Yeah. Well, th- that's st- don't one.
1: steal all mine,
0: damn it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Stephen
1: Rhinella. you
0: know. Yeah, you know, Donnie and too.
1: Steve, for sure.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be here as curious to, see, to hear what others you guys can come up with, but those are those four right there are huge. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest.
1: Definitely. Thing. Yeah. Donnie, Donnie is probably one of my biggest ones. And yes. I know that there's, apparently there's some guys that like don't, that don't like how I I guess, I guess really they just don't like how well-spoken he is. It's kind of like odd. Like they think that he's trying to like oversell some stuff, I guess. I don't know. I I think he, I think he, he, yeah, I I mean, I I get if you don't like his production style, I guess, but I feel
2: the the wolf though. Like he can't help that he is incredibly smart in the ways that he is like, yeah, that's just how that's the person he is.
0: Yeah, I, I will say when it, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Did you guys listen to that one? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I felt didn't, like he didn't convey and and I say this with the utmost respect the 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 other side of the wolf.
2: Yeah, like yeah, they he, sure he yeah. focused on yes they are amazing creatures, but. Mm-hmm. Left like just left out the fact that they're they also just ruth, ruthless killing machines. <laughs> like, that's yeah, all that like, they like that's not all that they are, and like they it's not their fault, but it's just the way they just, are, you can't just ignore that, yeah. right? Yeah,
3: yeah like yeah, my experience that was with wolves, that was a
2: huge opportunity for yeah, somebody that is on like that speaks to both sides or tries to speak to both sides. Had that was an opportunity to be like, listen, right, yes, wolves are awesome, but also they will rip your face off.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
3: they need to right. be managed. Like here in Minnesota, we have a wolf population that's getting out of hand. Like our our moose population used to be pretty high. I don't I can't tell you numbers off the top of my head, but 10-15 years ago we used to have a very high moose population and now there's basically none. I so, yeah. I, I can't I don't know how many numbers Same thing them, I mean Same thing's going on
2: in Montana too. Yep, yep. And I mean,
3: yeah, Yeah, they they have. When I say they, I mean the anti's and the people in our capitals, whatever that crap. They've they've brought hunting. You know, tags. They've allowed tags, and then they've shut it down. Seasons down mid season. It's been on and off for quite a while, but I've never really
1: understood that. I know I know there's somewhere like every day you have to call in and like see if one got tagged or not, and then that could just like end your hunt. Like if Yeah. If, that's, like, that's throwing, like the... 10, ten yep. of these animals and then like you call I know rams are that way, and that that's a little different to yeah, me, it's a I guess. Different. Uh but because like I, I understand like they like were on the brink of extinction. And that's how they, the like, Grizzly
2: thing was too. Mm, yeah. Or the new one, like when they were gonna have the new tags it was was it one female could be shot or up to yeah. it was up to twenty six grizzlies in total, but only one female. Right. And and if I that mean, one if that one sow was shot, like everybody's hunts are over and everybody was cool mm-hmm. with it. They're like, Okay, fine, we'll take yep. the risk. Yeah. Yep, right. How'd you like be to be fun. the douche
0: that shoots that first bear and it's a sow? <laughs> right? Right. Oh god. I was like, I was second <laughs> line, you dick. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, but like like, here, though, I mean, you know, as far as Wolf numbers go, that, that number gets way just dis, 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 well, – I don't yeah, know. That, it's like
0: – In I Montana, to they say it's 35, uh, 30 to 35% above um, – Yeah. It, the, the anticipated is – a and then uh, just reading through the last, because I, I read all the reports now through the uh, ODF&W about the Wolf reports. Uh, mm-hmm. They have directly um, – come out and said it, towards the very back of the report i may add that now we are anticipating 10 to 15 percent above what we were reporting oh I yeah and also than that. yeah and then also oh also by the way we will transport wolves without notice so you know oh, yeah that's well that, that's like
2: you know you said that you're starting to see wolves by you and like they've never been there before so how'd they get there where they come yeah. from like yeah. did they travel on their own or were they dropped there
0: like, I believe but, that it's probably a, a, a mix, but this one, yeah. you know, we've had wolves here for a couple of years now here locally. It was the right. Lamola, Lamola pack, uh, the Crater mm. Lake area. This one was a single wolf. It sounded like it was about a hundred pounds. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, it probably a male I'm guessing, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, what, what pisses me off is is the politics that go behind the management where, You know, what is a breeding pair? Do you guys know what a breeding pair of wolves is considered? No. What's it considered? I don't know. So, a breeding pair is a pair of wolves that is together, running around, has pups. Two must survive to be considered a breeding pair. If one survives, it's not a breeding pair. So, that is two pups have to survive? Two pups have to to survive till the end of the year. Um, Hmm. uh, And so, that, you know, things like that. I'm like, well, then how? I mean, so you're counting. A a breeding pair, it could have one pup, and then that's not a breeding pair. Like, how does that make sense? Or you could have a a wolf, two wolves, a female and a male that you know they're going to bang, and yet that's not a breeding pair. And so, um, you know, it doesn't really make sense, and they don't count that also as a pack either, so – uh, um, it, it's, it's just a bunch of weird kind of bro science there that I don't, you know, again, I don't agree with, but I don't have yeah. letters after my name. So my, my opinions invalid when you go talk to the ODF and W or you go to these meetings and stuff. So I was yeah. getting yeah. real
2: fired up earlier, uh, because I was listening to Aaron's podcast or whatever. And then I got fired up by myself on my way home thinking about <laughs> Oregon's governor sidestepping unilateral, the biologists. Yeah who said that they want, like, so, Matt and Blaine, the state of Oregon biologists from ODFW, right? Like, one of the main biologists or whatever, said that they wanted, like, they support the delisting of the gray wolf in Oregon. And our governor sent a letter that said, no, the state of Oregon does not support the delisting of gray wolves. Right. Coincidentally, like, I think right after she had been to some pro-wolf, something or other meeting seminar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what sucks is that some of these guys on the wolves panels are also, um, part of the anti, um, hunting and, you know, pro wolf things. So, yeah, you know, it it sucks because us as hunters are putting money into the industry to go out and pay these guys that are also putting money into the opposite end of the industry. So it's a lot of this doesn't make sense, but, um, and and there's another, there's another thing just to kind of segue off the wolves. If you guys are ready to do that, um, is, is I I don't get this thing about calling the hunting industry, the hunting industry and how that's bad. Um, I, I get guys that correct other guys um i see it all the time do you guys see that they call it
1: the the outdoor industry or something i haven't seen it it's a
0: dirty word the hunting industry is kind of a dirty word guys just hate saying it it's like okay pick your battles (laughs) (laughs) like what are we yeah but what are we doing here yeah like uh yeah and i just seen that uh, quite a bit is is guys the that it's just the hunting industry is just such a dirty word it's like what do you want me to call it you know like yeah. Unicorn. Well, rainbows. I know. Oh,
1: yeah. I, I know. Garrett, I saw you ranting about this was the whole. <laughs> uh, and if, if you're one of these guys or I'm sorry, uh, Garrett Fairchild. OK, I saw ranting about this. And if I you're, you're it, gonna it, it, I'm uh, about to bring it Garrett, up myself, <laughs> Garrett Weaver, if you're if you're one of these guys, I I apologize. Uh, but the whole like harvest versus kill thing, like yeah. it like like own like own it, like own own the fact that you killed something. Yeah. Yes, you, you harvested its pelt. You harvested its meat. But to do that, you killed something else, mm, and, that, that and as as, as tactful as I <laughs> as tactful as I encourage people to be now, like don't don't shy away from the like don't from the fact that you killed something. Like it's like if if you're buying a tag, if you're going into the woods with uh, a gun or a bow, like own the fact that you're about to end something else's life, uh, and, and that's you know, and it's something that can't be taken lightly uh uh, by right by anybody uh and and you know i think people people need to understand that we understand it's serious
2: right that's Uh, one of the things that bothers me like it it bothers me a lot when i see people say well yep i harvested this animal on such and such day it's like well no you killed it you might have harvested the meat but let's call a spade a spade stop trying to hide behind words and playing semantics you Mm -hmm. you killed it Mm -hmm. It's fucking dead because you shot it with a gun (laughs) or bow or whatever. Yeah. Talk like just own it because inevitably like I don't know how many times like I used to try to gussy it up too. But then, you know, I have some vegan friends and they're like, what? You know, they ask the question like, why do you say harvest versus kill? You killed that animal. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I did. I did kill it. And I thought that it looked better if I said harvested. And they're like, no, because you're not fooling us. Like we know that you had to kill it to be sitting behind it. So why why do that? Like I, I don't understand. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't help our cause anyways because it just makes us seem disingenuous. It's like, well, yeah, why are you doing that?
0: Like, I will say so- like I wrote an article one time um, and, and then I had my, one of my Facebook groups kind of like tell me what they thought about it. It was about um, early season blacktails um, and get it done like ASAP for blacktails and how to do it and uh you know i was using the word kill and then one of them's like you know it sounds way better in the article when you use the word harvest and i read it i'm like it does sound better i mean it just kind of flowed better when written writing it out um mm-hmm. you know because it was how to kill um a big early season buck or something like that and then he's like yeah he's like you know i'm not one of those guys but it just looks better like when you read it i'm like so i, I can see certain scenarios when when it does but I, i'm on the yeah. same page as you guys i mean um 99 well, of the like time for, i say kill you know yeah for right like for writing purposes i could see that
2: because like you're just writing about yeah you're just writing about it like but yeah if you post a grip and grin and then you say harvest with you know the animals normally covered in blood you're covered in blood you're holding whatever if you're not holding up the meat and saying look at this yeah back strap that i harvested from this animal like no, that you killed it. You, you're sitting behind your kill. That that's you're not point. sitting behind your harvest, technically, because you killed it.
0: Yeah, that, that's yeah. A that's good where point. I'm at with it, at least. But that makes sense. I never thought about it like that, you know, um, until you talked about it. And that, that's a good point. I might have to steal that. Um, yeah, I mean, you're harvesting everything off of the animal, but you're killing it to get it. So that's a valid yeah. point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, uh, oh, go, go ahead, Boyne. Oh. No, what a I was, was, was going to segue. Just...
3: Yeah, I was just going to go back around to the wolf thing just quick. Um, I was going to say... This go for it. I,
1: I don't know anything about the wolf debate. I
3: what? I don't know a ton either myself, but just from... Okay, so right here, I just pulled this up from Minnesota anyway. So there's a... This is from 2018, but an estimated 2,655 wolves in Minnesota and uh, 465 wolf packs from 2017 to 20, that was a 2017 to 2018, um, estimate. Well, I can tell you for a fact that there's way more than that because, uh, he's probably uh, just to save, save him from, uh, maybe having people bash him or find out where he lives or who knows what, but a family member is, uh, a government trapper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know. I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't say who I I am either. No. If, if that's how.
3: No. So I know he's uh, personally trapped and dispatched uh, well over a hundred wolves in a season in a in a summer, um, just oh within a hundred mile circle, and that's him goodness. alone. And uh, another guy that has killed, well, whatever, dispatched, trapped, and dispatched well over double that Hmm. um, in another area and that's i mean you can't tell me there's only 2600 wolves in the whole state when uh two two people take out 200 plus 300 wolves in a relatively small area right and and those are all you know i mean there's a lot of a lot of uh political correct bullcrap rings that they have to go through to do that and you know there has to be proof that they've basically it's all um wolves that have taken down livestock yeah so they're they have to go through a whole bunch you have to of file, file a
1: grievance for it yeah.
3: yeah right so i mean you know they got to go through a bunch of loopholes to prove that it was a wolf and this and that and then it's it's very well done you know tactfully done but um it's a bunch of bs anyway but anyway i just wanted to put that out there that yeah, usually numbers here.
2: are way off. If, if you're trying to figure out how to become a government trapper.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he kind of had already, he's been like trapping is his thing. Like, right, but Antio, you know, so. like i
2: hear it's i mean there's money in it because the government's the one foot in the bill so they just kind of throw money at
3: you they're like oh it's a a heck of a good job to be honest it's yeah but it's hard to get your foot in the door oh yeah i mean he knows he knows people so right he's he's actually he's a pretty big fish in the trapping industry but or whatever trapping world but uh yeah yeah i mean the numbers are i would just from my that experience um are nowhere near what what they're telling people so yeah it's kind of uh, uh disgusting to me actually but
1: to to circle back around to the like who who do you think is making uh, uh the hunting industry uh better uh i know I, i'm personally and i'm kind of also speaking for the for the podcast uh i've I, to to speak on the uh, on what what our podcast is more geared towards with heavier arrows and with you know better uh, uh, better setups, uh, one of the main reasons is uh, because anti hunters use all these horrible shots of an arrow like halfway sticking out of an animal as part of their propaganda, as part of their anti hunting propaganda, and so I personally think that guys like uh, Brent Hahn over at Valkyrie. Uh, Jason Wojahowitz over a tough head um, uh, another garrett uh, and Garrett Schleif over a grizzly stick I think these guys that are pushing the like better arrow movement are also people and in, in my personal opinion and probably in the opinion of of our hosts uh, that are pushing the archery industry to be better uh, and guys like you know uh, Aaron Snyder they're coming out with with quality uh, a, well I guess uh, Aaron and brian uh, uh with better better arrows and uh and broadheads, and just basically you, you know the, any of the any of the guys that are just uh, kind of anti anti gimmick i think are are helping the archery industry and the hunting industry as a whole because the uh the wound loss ratio if you look at like any study that's uh that's been done uh i know <laughs> he's he's kind of he's a bit controversial but the uh, um uh, Ranch Fairy Troy Fowler. Uh, he, uh, him, and his uh hunting buddies down there keep like really like copious amounts of notes on like everything they've harvested, mm-hmm. and they killed it, a lot. I mean, thousands of animals. Anseless. And yep. uh, uh, and when you look at the uh recovery rate, like with arrows and, and arrow weight, like there is a direct, almost a direct correlation. Like it's it's kind of scary, hmm. uh, and I'm not I'm not gonna like spill the beans on that yet because uh, I, we will probably end up having troy and i want him to him to speak to it but point being if you shoot better arrows you have a better chance of harvesting animals and uh so i i personally think those like guys like that uh are uh are guys that are really really helping the archery industry right now yeah. as well so
0: yeah i've talked to troy a little bit he's actually reached out I'm wanting to be on the podcast and stuff we haven't been able to put it together yet but um He's, yeah, he was a heavy arrow component guy or a heavy arrow guy. When I, I believe when Mm -hmm. I I talked to him, Uh,
1: yeah, he's a, he's a believer in him for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know if his, well, that's, that's kind of why I didn't want to say a ton about it because I don't know. I don't know if it's public. I don't even know how I ended up with the document, but I ended up with the documentation (laughs) on like everything. Like it's him and like, uh, uh, what's, uh, not mine. Uh, there's some guy that uh helps him out at the ranch it's got it's like a hawaiian or samoan sounded name uh i can't remember But that guy uh they manage all this data um for for all these harvests and like i stumbled across it and i started like filtering stuff and i was like let's filter by the like let's go with this weight and above and the success rate was like just went through the roof uh so hmm. in- interesting stuff you should you should pick his brain on for sure
0: yeah i'd be um, interested because i i mean is it for when he hits the animal, like when you actually make contact? Because I'd, I'd be curious to see what the miss ratio is too, just to play the devil's advocate. Yeah, eye.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to. I'd have to look at the documentation yeah. again to see to see if he has misses yeah. uh, logged on there. He may not. Yeah, he t- may not.
0: Trajectory can be your friend or, or not be your friend. And and I did a podcast. I keep referencing. I've done. Um, Well, dude, we're hanging out. It's a collab. You've done a uh, lot more than ours. (laughs) I I did a podcast with Brian Broderick called The Point of Diminishing Returns. And I'm actually going to have a gentleman on the show who is an engineer who mathematically – I had this equation in my head that um because there's archery archery calculators out there but a lot of them don't take in consideration the efficiencies of bows once you start getting to a certain grain and so yeah
1: you're you're gonna like our last episode yeah (laughs) that 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 i sent to you you should listen i will
0: i will um and you know it's just it's frustrating first of all because then when i do these bow reviews guys are like well that doesn't match my calculator i'm like well your calculator is bullshit so um but second of all um I, 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 there has to be a point of diminishing returns. And I, and my idea was to get an archery calculator that has a, you plug in, you know, how fast you can shoot this arrow or whatever your archery setup, And then it tells you what the maximum efficient, uh, weight is of the best hunting arrow you can shoot maximum weight before you start dropping off momentum. And, um, and it sounds like Kyle, do you want me, do
1: you, want me do you want me to go ahead and tell you what that number is? Because we already know. Oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Well, I, I well, I've heard I, eight I, grains I, per pound I, or whatever. I can tell you it's over 20 grains per pound. Is it really? Yeah, that's before it, like,
2: that's where it's more or less. Uh, it, it starts out. to,
1: okay, well, <laughs> it starts to taper. It, it's still gaining, but it doesn't gain as fast mm-hmm. at about 12 grains per pound, okay. give or take. Uh, and that that's on a modern compound. Uh, I'm actually, uh, without, without spoiling too much of the fun, uh, I am in the middle of putting together a test where I will be shooting 10 of the most recent compound bows, all flagships, uh, with 10 arrow weights ranging from 350 to 1250 grains, uh, measuring draw force curves on every single one of them, and measuring uh, kinetic energy moment and momentum from 0 to 50 yards, <laughs> uh, and-, and giving like a full readout on everything. And I would be willing to bet my bottom dollar, I'd bet my farm, bet my house, that at 1,250 grains, kinetic energy and momentum will continue to go up. Hmm. But
0: at the same time, you're losing trajectory, which is my problem. You are
2: 100%. Yeah, absolutely. uh, That's that's what we talk about the most is just choose whatever arrow weight that yields the trajectory you want. Yeah. Right, so, so
0: right. I, I mean, you're basically you're, shooting because I weighed the bow fishing arrows the other day. You're you're in the range of a bow fishing arrow when you start getting into 1200 oh, yeah. grains.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's typically so the reason I, I'm going to 1250 is because that's what a lot of uh, a lot of guys goes go to use to hunt elephant. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really? Uh, <laughs> between the thousand 1200 grain range. Um, uh, I've got I've got some arrows here, here that I've
0: 50 grains with a with a freaking muzzy. <laughs> what's that they're not shooting 350 grains with a muzzy
1: all <laughs> oh, right it's, <laughs> a, it's, a wild, it's a crazy thing um but yeah so and, and that's uh, you know you, you kind of asked us about like any blowback we've gotten it the only the only blowback that we've really gotten is from people that don't listen that i can tell you don't listen to the podcast because a hundred times we've said shoot as heavy like our our basically our entire platform is shoot as heavy as you can where you are happy with the trajectory and try and put as much weight on the front of the arrow for flight benefits and uh, 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 for uh, 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 what am I looking for? So it doesn't break uh, structural integrity. There we go. Uh, and that's it. But like that, uh, like be happy with your trajectory. Don't shoot something that you are uncomfortable with because then you're going to miss and your confidence isn't going to be there. Uh, and just make sure it's not going to break, and make sure you have good aeroflight. That's literally the only three things that we really tell people. And somehow, I am Satan incarnate for telling people this, which is just <laughs> yeah amazing to me.
3: <laughs> right. And yeah. can I just touch on uh, trajectory a little bit? Because I'm a stickball guy, and yeah, what the hell's trajectory with the stick? Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> for me, I sh- I I like 630 to s- on up grains like i i've yesterday or whenever it was i was shooting a 725 grain arrow and out of a 50 pound longbow which technically longbows aren't as quite as fast or efficient as recurves Mm -hmm. you know in general um i can still shoot up to 60 plus 60 70 i'm still arcing them in there yeah you shoot you shoot far whereas yeah most guys don't but the most guys don't
2: also don't understand that even with a compound like your trajectory you know you you might have to move your 20 yard pin yeah. down some but your pin but gap you really... change less at that longer distance so yeah. like yeah is if you once you have that heavier arrow like i shoot you know i'm shooting 430 <laughs> for my 3d arrows but mm-hmm. i know that like having my i have my pin set on my backup bow yep. and that my pin gaps are Pretty much the same, and I shoot 550 out of that bow. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not, like, yes, I have to have a lower 20, but my pin gaps are still pretty close. Yeah, And I've bumped up 120
3: grains. You're literally, I mean, it's funny with archery because people that, rifle hunters, it's a given that you're going to have to recite If you're going to go from a, say you're shooting an 06, classic round, right? The Swiss Army Knife of Rifles. The Swiss (laughs) Army Knife of Rifles, right? So say you're an average Midwestern hunter shooting a 150 grain bullet, right? For deer. Yep. Right? That's pretty common, whatever. And you want to take that same rifle and you're going to go up to Alaska, say, and you want to use that Jack of all trades rifle for moose. You're probably gonna shoot a 180 to 220 grain bullet, right? Just, just probably what, what you're gonna be shooting? Yeah, probably so. You're obviously gonna be sighting in your rifle for that, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna leave it where it's at with your grain load. I probably would. <laughs> I mean, maybe you would, but in general, gain a little dope. Got to right. understand what the load's Doing. <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah, but not, I mean, not drugs, kids,
1: not drugs. Yeah. Data on previous, <laughs> data on previous engagement. Dope.
3: <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty much common sense, you know, to, to, you're just going to have to reset oh, in, but it's really, it's not, it's not like people think, you know,
1: if we have, if we have learned anything about the archery industry, since we have started this podcast and tried to grow it, it's that like common sense isn't as common as you think Ex- it is. Mm, right. Well, common
0: sense, here's, I, I do safety for a living and common sense. I talked about that all the time with my, with my companies in, and, and, um, I'm not sure where I picked this up from but I probably stole it from somebody and uh, you know common sense is, is a unique perspective based on one's experiences so if they don't have those experiences they don't have that perspective and that's how you use yeah. common sense so it's just guys not going out there and gaining the experience they need to gain that common sense so yeah, I definitely. think that's why common sense isn't so common anymore and you know like I take it like if I was going to go be an astronaut and I'd probably do some pretty non common sense things I'm like dude you undid the pressure release valve. You freaking <laughs> idiot! I'm like, I know what that is, dude. Like, it's common sense. I'm like, screw you. You know, like, I, you know, like, so that's that's how I view common sense. And but yeah, no, I agree. Like, if if you hunt for a little while or you or you get a little bit of experience, these things become common sense. And I think yeah. that's why people bash on you guys for saying that. It's because they don't have the experience. You know, you're getting bashed by right. guys that have probably killed that bluegill we're talking about. So, yeah, uh, exactly. But there's always two sides to another story. You got the Tim Gillinghams of the world who shoot super light, super fast, you know, but, Mm -hmm. or you have the, and they're successful doing it. Successful as hell. I have a uh, buddy down here that's killed, I think 13 rosies in a a row now, uh, every year he's killed the rosies and he shoots super light, super fast with a hinge. And, uh, I'm like, dude, you and I could not be farther on the other ends of the spectrum. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm like, I need to get you on the show just just to hear that other perspective. Brian Brodrick yeah. and and Brent are not on the same page when it comes to building an arrow and an arrow setup. Like, they are not. Indeed. Not Indeed. Uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> and so I loved hearing Brent's side of the story and having Brian's side of the story and then letting people get their, you know, I, I choose pick what you want and run with it. If it works, get rid of it grab something else and figure out if that works. Like that's how I build my setups. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just to talk about. Common I'm a, sense a little bit. I have I a couple tw- questions I'm a tweener on bro, that, man. huh?
3: Mm-hmm. You what? I'm a, I'm a tweener on that between Valkyrie and day six thought processes. I combine them both.
2: Yeah. 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 That's where I'm landing. It works.
3: Too. Yeah. So, well,
2: you know, what we talk about structural integrity all the time and then. Yeah. Brent advocate, like, I love Brent. I love his product. However, he advocates for the light GPI shaft, and that's what yeah. that part scares me, because right. I talked to him. about Yes, that. it is unlikely to break in the front half, but unlikely is not impossible. It's just
1: right. improbable. I'm pretty sure I th- I i I'm, I think it was the guys off of uh, Trad Geeks a guy was talking about how he was using, like he was like over 30% front of center and like he was breaking 32%. his, he was breaking his arrow on the back end because the yep. knock was splitting the back end of the carbon, because he was using a crazy light GPI shaft and the structural integrity just wasn't there. Right. Uh, so that's yeah, the part think that about I'm the worried whole arrow.
2: Yeah. That's the part that I'm worried about. And you know, I, I told Brent that and he's like, Oh, you're going to, you're going to sacrifice so much FOC. I'm like, I'm going to sacrifice like, three four percent he's like you know what guys will do to get that i'm like yeah i've done it the last two years but yeah i also had an arrow snap off the last foot going through a mule deer on a pass through and i don't know why it broke but i don't want that first foot to snap off when
1: i'm shooting an elk so yeah right exactly so what do uh uh we won't let you out of here without you having to without you spilling the beans on what you what you plan on hunting with this year what uh what arrow setup you're running? We won't grill you too bad, I promise. Oh no, 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 it's fine. So I, I've been
0: sticking with um well I should be using a different arrow, but right now I'm I'm using my Axis three forties, um, with a whatever great I'm arrow. With.
1: Axis is a phenomenal yeah, arrow. Yeah, I've
0: been using it for ten years. Um I got the Elk River footer on there. It's uh inch and a half long. And I'm shooting just about a fourteen percent FOC. I'm kissing fourteen percent. Uh four hundred yeah, four hundred and fifty seven green arrow. Um going and i haven't crowned up my bow lately but i'm guessing probably around 270 so
1: mm-hmm. yeah well and seeing that's uh, like that's uh, 270 is a respectable speed where it's like this is the speed that i'm comfortable at for trajectory and i see a ton of guys that almost that's like the the happy number is between that like 260 to 280 is somewhere yeah. in there uh, where, where they want to be i like makes makes yeah.
3: tuning a lot easier too
1: yeah, yeah, In oh, my for sure. Yes, it does. And man, when you uh, from from my experience, uh, and, and this is this is when I, I started delving into heavier front and center arrows, uh, and didn't have the proper arrows to do it. The slower the arrow is, the weaker of a spine you can get away with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because and like you're so your three forty might be like a, a shade weak, uh, but because you weren't shooting. 300 to 320 feet per second Mm -hmm. you can get away with shooting a a, you know a decent fixed blade on there because you aren't getting like a ton of dynamic you know like a a really weak dynamic dynamic reaction on it so yeah uh, yeah are you sticking with oh sorry go ahead are you sticking with uh fixed blades
2: this year
0: uh i shot that turkey with a with a mechanical because i I know it sounds bad, but I don't care about losing nah. a turkey as much as I do an elk. Nah, um, I, I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll, I'll never shoot, really call people for shooting everything. a mechanical at a turkey. <laughs> it's
1: a stupid bird. Yeah, so
0: I, 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 got a pass through at 52 yards, um, with a uh, new, I, I, my, or a new rage no collar, mm-hmm. um, broadhead, and one of the baits like bent pretty good. Um, I think the, the ferrule might've slightly bent too, but yeah, the, one of the blades bent, I'm like, okay, that's, that's really impressive. So, um, <laughs> was it, was it turkey. from, was it from the Turkey
1: or was it, did it hit something afterwards? I think it was from like, the did it turkey hit like, a it was, rock or something?
0: Yeah. I, I was asked that. I think it was from the Turkey because it was in this really tall grass and there, it was, um, it, there wasn't any big rocks around. It was just like this nice yeah. tall field, wood, like wooded field. Like it was like right. hay inside the trees and I didn't see any rocks. It was, uh. Yeah, I think it bent on the turkey. To be honest with you, I think I sent it right in the top of the hips, and then it clipped like the breastplate. And I think it bent on the yeah, breastplate. Yeah, so, it's a thick bone, man. Yeah. It's a really thick bone yeah. on the on the so, breast of a turkey. An elk's thicker, you know. Like yeah, I absolutely. I won't be using it on on big game. Uh, I I plan on shooting the day six arrow or the day six broadheads. Uh, I plan on shooting the uh, and uh, the annihilators. I plan on shooting the muzzy hybrid um, arrows or the Broadheads. I might try the mm-hmm. Sever, and if I go to Texas, I'll try the Sever broadheads. Um, Exodus. I'll be trying Exodus, and yeah, I'll be trying all sorts of different things. That's you know, um, that's why I really want to go to Texas this year is to kill a bunch of hogs and a big whitetail, but mainly is to, yeah. is, to, is to honestly is to get experience with more heads. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I did play around with the Hunter GT um, pros. And I put weight tubes in those. I put weight tubes in the Beamens. I put weight tubes in the Defender Elites, uh, which are a pretty cool mm-hmm. arrow, by the way. Um, cheap the Defender Elite. Yeah. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, uh, check them out. Um, if you're into straightness, which I'm not really into straightness, but if you're into straightness, they're point zero zero one, and a, a dozen of them was like sixty nine bucks on sale. Um, yeah, I bet. Oh, and, it's a Beam a Beeman. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and they're a good. Uh, they're a pretty damn good arrow. I'll be honest with you. Um, for for mm. the money. Um, Man,
1: they are cheap. They're on sale for like seven bucks each.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was pretty impressed when I built them up. I put weight tubes inside those so I could get, you know, the, the weight forward where I wanted without having to, I, I was testing a bunch of other stuff, but yeah. So um, I was testing weight tubes as well. So yeah, I, I, that's what I'm shooting this year is, is the uh, 457 grain, 14% Eastern Axis FOC uh, or yeah. with, with whatever broadhead is on it that day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you shoot yeah. day six last
2: year or? No, I thought I, you said you shot a super heavy arrow last year, but, or I, were
1: you just
0: testing a heavy arrow? Testing heavy arrows. Um, gotcha. I, I shot the Day6. Um, I watched them get shot in the arrow um, destruction video I did with Burrell, mm-hmm. uh, and they did pretty good. Um, they were having a, a few problems with the components breaking in one spot, but I think they fixed that since then yeah, yeah they,
1: they had a round two with their components yeah
0: and then um my you know my, my access arrow I think won um I don't know if you guys saw that video but in my opinion oh, yeah
1: an access with
2: a footer is damn near indestructible yeah good good go yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it was i completely agree it, it survived it was the only arrow to survive and uh it's wow I think I still have it but yeah we we were shooting into uh like angled plates straight on plates cylinder sil- brick cylinders uh through plywood and that thing handled it all it handled everything um the only thing yeah. that i think finally destroyed it was a muzzy trocar three blade <laughs> because mm-hmm. the back of the blades split it like a bl- like a banana oh mm-hmm. yep yep which is that but yeah i mean um the the day six arrows i'm a huge fan of them uh i tested those did a youtube video on them recently and i didn't do any broadhead tuning or any any spine tuning no knock tuning or nothing and uh and they shot five different types of broadheads, um, without any tuning. All I did was yoke <laughs> That's
1: no, no liar. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> yep.
0: Lying Well I, I will say I did I did yoke tune my bow previously to make sure that I was giving the arrow a, a you know a fair start, but I yeah. Oh
1: so you but you you mean you your tuned bow. your bow. I tuned you my bow, but tune I bow.
0: didn't tune the, do any tuning to the arrows itself. Well, that's
2: because so. you tuned your bow with the arrow, so you <laughs> don't have to do anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's
2: conspiracies.
0: <laughs> there's tons of conspiracies. I actually tuned them with my axis.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't even tune it with that arrow. No. But it was tuned.
0: It was tuned, which, ah,
1: God damn me for tuning my bow.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. As, uh, it, as, it's it's, it's a wild worry. notion. Oh, yeah.
1: like, like, as long as you have a good dynamic reaction and your bow is tuned, you can shoot multiple broadheads and have the same point of impact. It's absolutely bananas. It's the craziest thing oh, I've ever yeah. heard.
0: Yeah, I've done that out to 80 <laughs> yards just to prove guys wrong. It's just like, dude, no, just shut up. With no, my I I even did it without lining the veins up. Yeah.
1: Oh Uh. what? (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) God, that's that was one of the ones I wanted to put on the myth episode for for, myth for episode episode one. Oh, we
0: were were gonna, I was gonna do one of those. You guys already did that. That's Uh, the one I sent you. Oh, that's what you yeah, said. So I'm definitely gonna have to listen yeah. to that episode. I'm driving around for work tomorrow, so I'll, I'll knock that one out. We didn't,
2: we didn't cover it, it all. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we yeah, we only, only more. we only covered four. Yeah, we see, I was, four, I was but, gonna uh, have
0: um, Chris Dunlap on the show. We were gonna do something like a myth, uh, have, um, we like a Mythbusters episode. So you still, should. yeah,
1: yeah I might yeah, have to dude, listen to it. yours and
0: still some of your ideas or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, ab- dude, do it absolutely. What did we do? We did super uh, tuning. Uh, uh, um, speed calculators, string jump, speed and speed uh, uh, da, 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 uh, fixed blade flight. Mm-hmm. Those were the those were the there, four. Uh, there
0: is four one speed myths. calculator that does have a disclaimer on it, though. So I
2: think they all do.
0: We but, do that, yeah.
1: We are uh, we're we're building one. Well, Rob's already built one. That's like that. I can guarantee. Well, it depends on the cam style of your bow, but literally every person we 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 talk to a lot of people that are like, oh, this is this is what I'm interested in shooting. Like, what do you think my speed will be? And when I plug it in a Rob's calculator and then get confirmation later, I don't, and this is like arrows normally well north of 600 grains. Mm. Uh, I don't think Rob's calculator has been off by like more than two to three feet per second. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it so accurate he, the, he, on the light side though? What's that? Is it accurate on the light end? Yes. Yes. So, so what he did, and this is the, this is kind of like, this was my spoiler alert for telling you, like, how I know uh, bows don't lose, uh, uh, don't lose energy until you're well over 20 grains per pound. Is Rob built this calculator, shooting his wife's uh, spirit, uh, uh, elite spirit, uh, shooting arrows, it's a 40 pound bow, arrows down to 300 grains to over 900 grains. Mm uh and he basically uh engineered the shit out of this uh and uh he basically took like a like a he gave like a bonus for like every amount uh that that it went up and he he, he long I'm doing a horrible job explaining this but he created a calculator based off of uh the efficiency gain that he got uh uh on out of that bow and it seems to be like really accurate. So that's cool. Uh, we're we're working on uh, creating that for like an for an online calculator, not just a local one. What, so what you
0: guys should uh, also do, just while you're doing a bunch of other cool things, is create a thing that you can shoot, and it tells you uh, what your uh, what your momentum is, <laughs> like a punch yeah, machine.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, who. <sighs> i was just listening to a podcast uh oh it, it was it wasn't a podcast it was a it was a Range fairy video where troy was oh it's because troy shot a uh a hog with like a kid's bow and it was like a 600 grain arrow or something like that and if you and when he put in his momentum like uh, in that calculator it was like oh your arrow is suitable for groundhogs <laughs> and and he killed like a like 125 or 130 pound bore uh, with it <laughs> and so he was just like oh this is kind of weird so yeah if you yeah. look
0: at the uh archery charts it says like 65 grains for big game up to moose it's like and that's kinetic energy it's like i don't know how much these charts i trust man like uh first no, of all yeah. a, a chart that says kinetic energy i'm gonna say uh i'm not listening to you um, every yeah. yeah,
2: every I think that was the first one of the first interactions you and I had because I had listened <laughs> to your Tooth of the Arrow. Uh, podcast, and I was like, this guy is saying kinetic energy far too often for me to listen to what he's saying.
0: I I noticed that, too. Luke's Luke's a cool guy, and I was going to ask him, like, why are you using this? I asked Brent that on the episode, too.
1: Yeah. Well, it's because I I don't really blame the guys that are, like, in the industry for doing it, because it's easy for people to understand, and that's what people gravitate towards. Yeah, like, they
2: understand it, but they're not understanding it the right way. It's disingenuous, because they're, like, kinetic energy is sure it's important, but not without the momentum value.
1: Right. Well, but just saying like 80 pounds of kinetic energy is way more sexy than saying 0.62 slugs. Right. But how did you, how
2: are you getting that 80 pounds of kinetic energy? Because we all know that. Yeah. If you get 80 pounds with a 300 grain arrow versus 80 pounds with a 600 grain arrow, the 600 grain arrow wins.
1: Yep. I, uh, Actually, last week I reached out to a uh, uh, a professor here at one of the local colleges to see when they could come on sometime this summer. a Physics professor to talk about kinetic energy versus momentum. Mm. So hopefully, hopefully, we have that guy on pretty soon. Yeah, he seemed uh, he seemed pretty smart. I read just one of his more. papers and I was like, he's smarter than me. So just more, more of the marketing
2: mumbo jumbo.
1: Yeah, no, it's exactly yeah, what that, it that's is. that's another thing we need to we need to do is a, a
0: collective of, of influencers or content producers is momentum. I mean, it, it's not even a heavy arrow thing. It's no, just momentum. Yeah. It's momentum. momentum. It's like why that's the where hell is that even in there? Like it, it doesn't yeah. even make sense to me. Like, get yeah. rid of that. Like, get rid of it. We don't need it. It doesn't make sense. The only thing we should be focused on as archers. It's not even an opinion. It's just. I guess. I guess it technically is an opinion, but it doesn't have a place we might as well talk about you know batting averages when we're talking about (laughs) like it it doesn't even make sense and and guys right you know i was talking to brian he's like you know guys over there where he lives he call it knockdown energy right it's like they're not you know so it's it's just a really gross misunderstanding of of what it actually is i mean it i don't know i I was was talking to brent about that and we kind of both got on a soapbox but yeah so um i'm glad you guys are on the same page as that i think as content producers that's something that we need to educate people on man. Yeah. Actually that'd, yeah. that'd make a good YouTube video. I might do that.
1: You should do it. Yeah. yeah. Piss a bunch of people. We'll, sh- we'll, we'll, we'll share it. On our <laughs> <Facebook page. laughs>
0: Y'all be that guy. I want to make a shirt that says I'm that guy.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, after, uh, after we stop recording i'll tell you some of the shirts that we have thought up for uh ata that are gonna stir some shit i'm i'm sure i'm really I, god we we have to get out there we have to find somebody to go to ata and wear shirts anyway uh all right well that i mean man we've been rambling for about two hours now uh any anything else you guys want to cover chit chat about i don't know
2: um Be good well we kind of touched on it with the wolves thing but Just in general, who have you interacted with that you think is like-minded? Like, as far as like the quote-unquote industry is concerned, and things like who's going in the right direction? Like, because we, you know, we want to promote people that are like-minded and are kind of going against the the mainstream status quo. Like, that's one of our main things that we want to do here.
1: Um, you know, yeah. I, we, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you if you haven't hung out with those guys very much because <laughs> that, that's uh, that's kind of our our realm, I guess. As
3: far as companies, Garrett, or oh,
2: well, or more people like individuals, like cause, you know, Garrett's pretty deep into his podcast yeah. journey and YouTube too. So, like, who have you encountered that you um, know is along the same lines?
0: God, yeah. that's a good question. You know, the we already we already mentioned a bunch of the uh, guys that. We've already talked about you know the Aaron Snyder's and the and the Corey Jacobsons and stuff like that, but um, you know Chris Chris Dunlap's one. I, I'd go for the ones that aren't um is known. You know Chris Dunlap, uh, Royce, my buddy Royce from the Bow Hike, who you didn't get to meet. Um, mm. The guy's funnier than shit, and I wish he did more with his podcast because he could do. I listened different.
2: to your podcast with him that you just dropped, and that was pretty good.
0: Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun one where, uh, Wes talked about getting butt plugged <laughs> by a Trident. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good guys um, out there in the industry and I'm trying to, I'm drawing some mind blanks, but yeah, the Chris, um, Corey Miller, um, is another mm-hmm. great one. He was kind of slid under the, uh, the radar here uh, those last couple of years. I feel like, um, you oh, know, gosh, who else? I would say, uh, the born and raised guys, except uh, Cody, would probably be my caveat to that because he's secretly a gear guy. I don't think he likes me t- saying that, but he's he knows his way <laughs> around a bow. He knows his way around to arrow setup, and he's but, very know,
2: smart. Like I don't, I don't mind the like that's how those guys make their living.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like not, I mean, now it is like, but before it wasn't. So like, I yeah. their their heads are in the right place too. Like they're stewards of yeah hunting like they are going in the right direction they're not selling themselves like all the stuff that all the brands that they use they were already using so i have zero qualms with what they're doing
0: yeah I, I like i like what um you know he gets a lot of hate but i like cameron haynes and what he what he does for the for the hunting community um you know he gets a lot of hate from a lot of guys um some of man his, i don't get that i i mean some of his bear hunting j- posts are a little um facetious, um, where he's, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, the dude he's, runs a lot, he's well, you, know, a bear, yeah, a knife, you know, he's got this knife and he's right on, you know, he's got a really cool photo. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a knack for, for taking really good social media pictures with a bear and a knife in the picture. And it's like, you know, these guys are like, Oh yeah, you'd fuck that bear up. You know, I'm like, man, like 80 pound bear would probably f any human up. And, and that's like 200 <laughs> oh, pounds. I'm like, you know, like, please don't, don't get mauled. Like I, yeah i i so there's there's a little bit of uh you know a hollywood there but um the guy's legit i've shot next to him um and, and oh, he can shoot a bow ran neck yeah, yeah he can stuck. shoot a bow he is totally legit with the running the lifting everything i've seen it um he yeah. slapped my hand going downhill he was like three miles ahead of me um, on one of his run things and uh he's like keep it up brother i'm like dad i'm not even like <sighs> <laughs> it's like oh my god dude like i hate running and you're smiling going downhill like going 15 miles an hour like, he's legit. You're
2: like i'm miserable right now
0: he's legit but he <laughs> yeah. you know he he does you know I, i'm i'm a fan of guys that run their own lane and, I, and i'm a fan of detail and i'm a fan of hard work that guy does it all shoots a heavy arrow yeah. um you know he, he's super hard he's one of the hardest working guys you'll ever meet um, you know, and, and I'm also a fan of, of the Tim Gillinghams who shoots a super light arrow. You know why? Cause he stays in his lane and he does what works for him. So, um, I, you know, the, there's a lot of guys out there that I don't even necessarily agree with, but they do what they do and and they run their lane. And, and I love that. So between Tim Gillingham shooting a 350 grain arrow to, you know, uh, <laughs> day six, Brian Broderick shooting a 680 grain arrow, whatever it is, you know, like. I just love guys that specialize in something. They make it work. They they believe in something, and then they share it. And so, um, that's I guess my soapbox for the end of the podcast.
1: Yep. Well,
0: if it if it works, don't change it. Yeah, I'm getting pass throughs on yeah. bull elk at 50 yards. So you know, and that's with a 457 grain arrow going to usually 282 feet per second. So
2: yeah, we also you know we're also like for us we've said it. We said it in episode one, and we probably should create a soundbite in the beginning. But shot placement is assumed. Like, good shot placement is assumed. <laughs> but if, you know, once the arrow leaves your bow, you're not in control anymore. So that's why we advocate for a well-built arrow. And then yeah, heavier, goes as down. heavy as you can make it and be comfortable. Like, yeah. that's that's where we're at with it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, who do you guys look towards i guess i'd be, I'd be curious because you guys really know your stuff it's fun to hear some things that i you know i've learned from you this podcast so i mean wh- who do you guys point to
1: uh well i kind of i kind of already spilled i like talked about mine already uh with uh the you know brent with with well with uh, brent uh and uh jason wojo or wojo over a tough head uh I mean, to be honest, like if if we're talking about just like true inspirations for people that I think did more for the archery industry than others, and they stayed in their lane and they did something incredible, I think Doctor Ashby is one of those people. And there's a reason that Safari Club International has an award named after him, mm-hmm. uh, and only one person a year gets it, and it's extremely, extremely difficult. It's basically like the Heisman of hunting mm-hmm. for the year for Safari Club International, mm-hmm. uh, and and he like 30 years of research to just be ridiculed by all of the uh uh archery industry over here did it all on his own dime and no one has really come out with science that proves otherwise what he what he what he did so there's been plenty of science that proves that he was Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, um, but I mean, and, and there's things that he's kind of, you know, he's, he's changed over the years from, you know, stuff that he said 30 years ago. He's like, Oh, well this is what I ended up finding out later. Uh, and, but I mean, for just true, like somebody I'm like, and uh, Garrett Schleif mentioned this in our, in our last podcast with, with Grizzly stick that they went to, uh, they went to ATA uh, one year and uh, there was, uh, Ed Ashby, who uh, sitting there, who has killed. I mean, I, actually, I I'm pretty sure I I know the number like down within a hundred. So I'm not going to say it because it's big. It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot of animals. And he's sitting there on one side of the aisle, and then on the other side of the aisle is a like a hunting couple TV show personality, and the TV personality couple had a line like a hundred people long to get autographs. Mm. And then the guy who essentially made bow hunting in Africa legal, who has killed probably more than anyone in that line combined is sitting on the other side, like being completely ignored. And like, that's, I just think that's the, that's the culture. And that, that was a couple years ago, but that's, I think that's just kind of the, the culture of the hunting industry. And that's just why I have even more respect for the guy than than I, I did before because he did all this knowing he wasn't going to get a ton of glory. And, uh, anyway, that's my soapbox.
0: And and shout out to him for, (laughs) you know, I'm never really married to an opinion until I'm hardly ever married to an opinion. I'm not willing to die on any idea. I I constantly evolve my opinions. My hunting arrow weights seem to get a little heavier every year. My FOC seems to get a tiny bit, one, 2% higher every year. So, You know, shout out to him who's willing to change his opinion and and evolve with what he finds. It's these guys that are married to these opinions that are half the time they're they're probably not even close to being where they should be or right, but yet they killed one deer and they broke or had a success and then all of their opinions is formed on that one thing. Would you rather have a guy that has killed 10 animals and knows everything about something, or and is willing to die on an anthill, or a guy that's had a thousand and says, I don't know, I'm still figuring it out. You know, like there's something to be said about that. So, you know, I really respect that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Say that I'm influenced a lot by a lot of people, but usually the ones that, you know, they are more humble. Like even if, you know, other people hate on them for not being like claiming they're not humble or whatever, it's like, no he's doing the work so i can't like I have uh, like, no I, like that's why i don't
1: i don't i don't get the hate with cam because everyone's like yeah. oh he's he's the most arrogant like you know what, what they say all this i'm like like is I'm, he arrogant like, or are you just
2: insecure because he's doing exactly things you could never yeah because do he,
1: he, he's, years of training like which yeah is he's it? showing his hard work yeah. like good like good on him like Hell, if I get up and start running fifteen miles every morning before I go to work, I'm probably going to post an Instagram video about it. Damn it! I post it when I run three. <laughs> I post it. I ran three miles. You know, give me a freaking cookie.
2: Posted you three <laughs> miles, and I'm like,
0: I don't think I could run three miles yeah, right now. <laughs> I missed my goal yesterday. My three mile run yesterday. I missed my goal by two seconds. I was pissed. Oh. <laughs> yeah and i blame it on these bikers but really i could have just ran harder but i blame it on these bikers that were like blocking the freaking bike path and i had to run like 10 yards around them i'm like you freaking bitches. but you know again i could either do that or i could just say you know what next time i'm going to run harder i'm going to get it so um but and and i said this on my talking about cameron haynes um you know, I, I said something to the effect that, you know, they don't make statues of critics. And, and when you have a guy that's out there doing exceptional things, it exposes mediocrity and mediocrity, mediocrity is another word for average. And most people are average and they don't like being exposed. So, um, you know, and I think that's what Ashby does. He exposes a lot of people's setups. I think you guys expose a lot of people's flaws in their thinking or, um, get people to throw a wrench in their, in, in their head. And like, just Grinds their gears, that they don't understand why why you're thinking like this, and so um, I value you guys, your guys' podcast, and, and what you guys bring because I've listened to a couple of them, and and I was just kind of smirking the first time I listened to them, like these guys don't give a shit, like they they don't care, like they are gonna say what they think, and I I respect that, so um, you know I I'm kind of of the same mind, and uh, you know it, I don't get a lot of, I don't get a lot of feedback because I think guys understand that you know, I'm so unbiased. It don't matter. Like I'm, I don't have an agenda. My agenda is accuracy and effectiveness and what works. You know, that's, I think you guys are of the same mind. So.
1: Yep. You're cut from the same cloth.
0: Yes. Yes. You guys are probably from the better side of the cloth, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's that. Debatable. <laughs> you haven't known us long might, enough. Might need to make that washed. opinion. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So thanks, thanks for having me on the show guys. And, and, um, I would, uh, absolutely love to collaborate in the future and if you guys ever have an episode um or if i can ever have you guys on the show we'll have to put something together definitely yeah dude yeah, absolutely
1: sure. well you, you and garrett, you and garrett aren't too far away from each other so if you guys ever want to meet up and yeah knock something out then by all means yeah, i owe you some trigger pellets anyways so <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nonsense <right. laughs> blaine any any signing signing off words
3: not really no I'm we'll fine. I didn't. Don't I didn't want that.
1: you to talk anyway.
2: Raising, <laughs> the man in a few words as it is. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel yes. like I
0: talked most of the podcast, so
1: sorry. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was great. Uh, do you do Do you do any sort of fun sign off thing or no? I'll see you on the next one. Bye. That's my thing. There you, yeah. All right. <laughs> my wife makes fun of me. Oh yeah. Yeah. There she is. Oh uh, well. Well, there's there's your sign off. I guess uh, we'll sign off then. This whole thing will be done. So, hey, I thanks for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. I'm yeah, glad we get together good. and do this. Likewise, guys.
0: I'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Bye. <Yep>. Stay <laughs> equal
1: and don't forget the olive oil. There you go. <laughs> see ya.